Wardcast episode 237. Go! Go! I'm Dylan Alvento, and I'm rejoined in our separate, disparate quarantine bunkers by none other than uh, Alex Damrath. Uh, hello and nelson w johnson hello it's been a while guys too long it has too far too long um so in all honesty like at the beginning of all of this the the this that being the rona 2020 yeah, yeah the pre-rona <laughs> yeah. the pre-rona years yeah january 1st 2020 <laughs> i really like I, I i had no idea how long this would last so i was like okay we can we can put a pause on like roundtable recordings until until this all blows over, uh, and I'll just you know do some guest recordings in the meantime. And then one one month went by, and then two months went by, and three months went by. I'm like, okay, this isn't this isn't something that's going away. Yeah. And so here we are in our in our own uh, separate uh, uh, homes, yeah. domiciles. Yeah uh let's let's do a check-in alex yeah alex how are you how are you doing over there with your with your newfangled microphone uh man it's such a nice microphone honestly i i mean it's i i can't believe that i'm like sitting feet from it and it's picking me up so clearly that's that cardioid my friend it's nice. yeah it's it's uh it's built well it, it looks nice it complements the desk space in such Ooh. a nice way uh, the only real issue is, um, uh, well, I have a lot of LEDs in my PC gaming setup because I, I am a gamer after oh, all. Of course, uh-huh. of course. Uh, yeah, and I, I, my favorite color, I like lots of warm oranges, ambers. Uh, my keyboard actually looks like a crackling fire. Um, yeah, uh, but this microphone lights up blue. Uh, <laughs> it's got blue LED in it. Well, I'm, you know, you need you need a compliment, and it just it just ruins everything honestly i think i think i might just throw it away all right cool <laughs> mid recording <laughs> if, you, if you just hear a dump truck it's it's that just a beeping noise a backup sound yeah um alex is gonna hack into his he's gonna hack the led in his his microphone mm-hmm. oh maybe i can do that hook up an arduino to it to change the led yeah you can just black it out with sharpie <laughs> I don't know. Put like a filter. You can do like light filters, right? So like, couldn't you like filter out all the blue? Mm. Uh, oh, I like put like a gel in it or something. Yeah, something like that. Or mm. like a piece of paper, like a translucent piece of paper. Right. Yeah, that could that could work. We are working very hard to solve this problem. That shouldn't be a problem. For you, <laughs> shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> to clarify, it's not a serious problem. I don't know. I feel like it might be. I- yeah. <laughs> Um, I just installed an RTX card into my uh, uh, PC, and it wasn't until uh, I turned all the lights off in my house to go to sleep that I realized it has a green LED in it. Hell yeah! That is very bright, Hell and it yeah. just shines out of my shitty PC case out into the <laughs> into the office walls. Hell yeah! Woo. Mine is um, I don't have a light on my graphics card, but I have a light on my motherboard and my RAM. And it's just constantly cycling through um, the color spectrum. Nice. Oh, okay. 
but soon it, there will be more lights and it will be glorious is that uh is that the light that you use during your uh debut giant bomb stream oh. nelson w johnson um it it is there was a lot of um pinks and blues uh you know the gradient um was that but that was coming from your your pc or is that another no i also i also have hue lights because i'm a fucking asshole i guess i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i mean you're worse not mine makes a lot of money you see <laughs> for charity <laughs> right not for exactly. myself not for myself exactly um you can see my face on on giantbomb.com which is a thing that i never thought i would ever say um thanks to dylan pointing out that i should probably reach out to abby and be like hey i'll be on your stream up there with the greats my man with the greats so yeah that was um that was really cool. That was very, very cool. And it was all for a great cause. Yeah, it was a bunch of awesome content creators. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they were on there. And the game we were playing, um, which we, we oh, played yeah. two different games, but um, yeah, it was really good. I'm what was to, the first one? I'm trying to remember was, what uh, it's called. Okay, I wrote them down okay. because I'm that guy. I wrote them down in the show notes. Uh, all right. So the first one was this game called and there so you played them all you played them in tabletop simulator to clarify yes, you played yeah, you yeah. played a bunch of board games um which i've actually never seen tabletop simulator in action so it was actually kind of i have never played it before we did this yeah like the instant replay live boys use it for like remote D and stuff and they did like a whole let's play series using it it's uh, great yeah it's also i don't know it's like it's it's oh it's, it's not it's it's cool. It's charmingly low, lo-fi. Yes. Yeah, uh, it's got that. It's like the fact that it works is great. <laughs> um, if they ever made a tabletop simulator 2, I would love to see like better UI. Sure, yeah. From a experience standpoint. But the thing is like the game, the quote unquote, the simulator itself is just like, is it's, it's like second life, right? It's like, it's just, it's just a toolbox to make stuff in. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you'll and, and what people mostly do is they replicate real life board games so they can have a, a digital version and you can like download them. Eric Schmiel's quarantine project was to recreate a uh, uh, he is prototyping a board game of his own design and tabletop simulator. Yeah, I saw I saw his playtest photographs. Shout out to Eric Schmiel, a renaissance man, a jack of all trades. Oh, yes. Um, but yeah, tabletop. So, so the first game you played was a game called Just One. That's right. O N E, which was kind of let me see. I'm trying. It was kind of. It was like. Uh, uh, it was like taboo meets. So we have this game. Wendy and I have this this tabletop game called. Um, oh shit! What is it called? It's called like blank. <laughs> it's called like blank spaces or something. Okay, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. Or or whiteboard or, or some shit. But basically, the conceit is kind of similar. It's like you you either you group up in teams. Or you can do it like in you know individually, uh, and basically you're given a two-word phrase, but one of the words is a blank. Um, so it'll be like blank school, and then everyone says everyone individually fills out what they think the blank will would be in like on like dry erase little boards, and then all at once everyone reveals. Uh, their answer so it's like oh i wrote home so homeschool or after school or preschool basically what you want to do you want to try to predict what the other people are going to write because basically how it works is 
I believe if you and just one other person wrote the same thing, you both get three points. Okay. Uh, if you're the only person that wrote it, you get one point. If more than if three or more people wrote the same thing, no one gets any points. So it's like you're mm. trying to find the thing that's only going to connect with one other person or with no one so that you at least get some points. I might get the point allocation wrong there, but it's something like that. It's yeah. It's like if you get something that's too common, then it's useless. Fascinating. Um, so just one is kind of like that a little bit. Um, it has that component to it, but it also has the taboo component where you're trying to get a player to guess the correct word but there are banned words. No, no, there aren't. There aren't. Ba- no, are there- so it's you pick a number from one to five and that dictates what num- what word you're going to try to guess because right. there are a bunch of answer card or there are a bunch of word cards. Exactly. Yeah. The person guessing then blindfolds um, in the game it, in tabletop simulator. If you hit B, it just puts a curtain over it and it's depending on what color you pick. So like I had a very dope pink curtain <laughs> um, because, of course, um, but so you're blindfolded and everybody else is writing down one word that will lead them to the the numbered word. So like if one of them is drummer, um, I could put down like rock. No, I could put down rock. You could put down guitar and then Alex could put down, um, I don't know, back or pedal <laughs> or pedal. Yeah. So if somebody else put down pedal, then those two are are thrown away yeah they're negated basically yeah and then so the person unblind unblindfolds reveals their eyes i don't know how to say unblindfolds um and and tries to guess <laughs> with whatever's their left. eyes unsheaths their their <laughs> ocular orbs but there is a there is a taboo component because you can't use the answer word within like you can't right. like if it's drummer you can't write drum kit Right. right, right. It's you can't use any words that are in the same family um, and you can't use any words like you said, where the word is a part of it. Yeah, um, which is cool. I like that game. Yeah, I like it the, was fun. I like the other game more, though. The other game was really ridiculous. Because it it was, showed um, how stupid you guys were. <laughs> yeah, Wits and Waiters. <laughs> yeah, no, this one was very good because it was just like, let's get let's get wrong. Yeah. So it's wagers and wits, and the whole thing is like you have like a point spread. So it's like it's Price is Right meets like a betting pool, mm-hmm. basically. Uh, so you'll get a question, and all the questions have numeric answers. Whether it's like a date, it's either like a year or a a measurement or a currency value. Um, and everyone writes out an answer, and then they reveal them, and then they're organized from smallest number to largest number. And then everyone has tokens that they then bet against the. They bet for the right one. Right. They And they can allocate them however. So it's not, you know, all or nothing. Like you can put one of your tokens for one answer and two of your tokens for another answer or something like that. And, uh, and it's price is right rules. So when the answer is revealed, the, the number below it that's closest wins. So you bust if you have an answer that's over it. Um, so it's the closest one beneath the actual value. But it was like the one that really just really got to me was when was <laughs> the Statue of Liberty like built? Yeah, I just unveiled to the American public. So I just went to that one so I can pull up what the guesses were. It's I was mad. 
It was, let's see, one <laughs> one person said 1776. Which is no. No. 1872, 1590, <laughs> uh, 1930-something. America didn't even exist in 1590. America did not exist. Um, 1892, and then there's one that I can't see. And what was the... It was like 42 or something like that. What was that. the correct... Yeah, yeah. the ones that were in like World War II era, I was also like, guys, come on. Like, yeah. have you not seen an American tale where Fievel comes in on the ship? Where he goes west? And, and no, that's the second one. <laughs> uh, well, then I haven't. Yeah, that I was like, come on. But yeah, it was like late 1800s, right? It's definitely post-Civil War. It is 1886. Right, yeah. Uh... But man, mm-hmm. that one was that one was or there was one where it was like the largest hamburger ever made. And man, yeah. And like the guess is, was the guess is got thousand. Yeah. Two hundred and sixty six pounds. Yeah. Wow. The guesses got pretty astronomical. And every time you guys talked about like the pound of of ground beef that that required, it just got grosser and grosser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was not. um the idea that that would be that big is really terrifying. Yeah. Yep. I don't ever want to see that. But also, I kind of want to see it. I mean, yeah, that about could kill you. Well, you're not eating it by yourself, Alex. No, I mean, it could crush you. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> you could no, it could murder you. I mean, that's definitely been an episode of Man vs. Food. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. That guy like had to quit, right? Yes. I I remember Man vs. Food very publicly having to stop doing his job because it was killing him. <laughs> Good. That's pretty that's pretty sad. <laughs> Not that he had to stop, that, that that was that he got to that point to begin with. If you if you really want to get we, then we'll get into the fucking the fake E three news, but the It's still E three. I had to. I had to. I, had to, I mean, is it? The branding is not. It's not E3. It's Summer the Game Fest. The branding is not it's, great. No, I'm, but I'm saying it, it doesn't exist. Like E3 is not an entity this year. But like, it's yeah. E3 in our hearts. That's true. It, it always will be. It's yeah. E3 year round for me. Um, <laughs> the the I read about how like Bam Margera at the height of his celebrity drank so much that he was like maybe i should stop and his doctor literally said no you can't quit cold turkey you will die and then literally like he got a medical prescription for like a six pack a day to like wean himself off of alcohol oh my god wow because his body was so accustomed to however, however much alcohol he was drinking at least a six pack a day i don't know much about bam margera but every time i hear a story about him I go, that sounds like something that would happen to someone named Bam Margera. That's <laughs> <I laughs> about right. I would recommend the uh, the Vice mini doc, Epically Latered. Um, and it was made like maybe like a year or two back, but it's like really good. It's really sad. <laughs> like it's like yeah. terribly sad. Like his, I was never big into Jackass or CKY. Yeah, I never saw it. I was, I mostly knew that stuff because of Tony Hawk underground um yeah and i knew people that were big into like 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 the mega 64 people are big into like cky um in its heyday so like i do a little bit of it because of that but like ryan dunn who was like his collaborator throughout cky and uh jackass he died in a car accident and bam's like whole life kind of just like spun out of control after that just because i think like in a lot of ways gun was his 
his anchor. Because he was always like, even if you watch um, Jackass, like he was always the guy with the most sense. He was always like kind of the straight man to everybody else being like super goofy. Uh, anyways, enough depressing news. Let's talk about video games. <laughs> Yay. Sure. Um, all right. So it's been a while since we've all collected together. Um, let's do some uh, brief rundowns of of some stuff before. We, so I've compiled a giant ass list of everything <laughs> that's been announced in chronological order. Shout outs right. to E3Recap.com for having a, a very organized uh, filterable list on all this nonsense that like yep. it, on one hand it's really good that there's so many different like streams and collectives and announcement things happening because that means just so many more games get the opportunity to get the limelight that's normally reserved for like the AAA and the the triple i but jesus christ guys it's really hard to keep track of all this shit <laughs> it's really it's it's really hard to keep track of especially because it's not happening in a like mutually agreed upon exactly. cadence exactly it, well, not even the cadence e3 was always a week right it's or right. timeline I should yes say. it's the time span mixed with there is no officiator right like yeah as much as i don't like the esa because esa can be pretty shit for a lot of mm-hmm. different reasons at least the esa like provided a sense of like stateliness structure and structure like yeah. it's like pay attention to these windows like the fact that they had like physical theaters and press conferences and they had to be booked and arranged and they were preordained by the ESA. I was able to pay attention to those. And then after that, there was the week, the week of actual E3 post the press conferences and I could see everything that that was announced. Now it's just like, and like some of the streams are happening at the same time. So it's like, I don't know what yeah. I was. There was like an IGN stream and something else happening at the same time. So I think I it like, was IGN and the like Gorilla Collective. Yeah. yeah. And also the IGN Expo is what they're calling it was five days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they had five days of streams and like, I don't know. I, it could have been, it could be better. It could be it better could be organized. Better. Um, it's, it's just everyone trying to vie for that collective void that's opened up. Did the Microsoft event already happen? Well, one happened, and then they're okay. having a July event. So the one that already happened was basically all their third-party stuff that they wanted to show off. That's right. And they said, and they explicitly said at the beginning of that one, we are not showing off any first-party stuff until July. And, and so that's the other thing about, like, this transition into next-gen feels like there's not yet that, like... It, it feels like the killer app is going to be that you can have the PS4 and Xbox One killer apps on your PS5. The killer app is going to be me being able to physically walk into a store come this fall because <laughs> we'll have this <laughs> this pandemic under control. No, I'm going to get it shipped. <laughs> um, I'm going to get mine shipped. But, but, but it's, it's just day. funny because like everything else is just like, hey, either it's going to be on PS4 or this is a thing that you're already familiar with. Um, which like I've seen that's it. This is going to sound dismissive and that's not what I mean. I've seen Ratchet and Clank. So I know what that looks like and I know what it looks like. Like I, now I know what it looks like when it's even more high fidelity. Yeah. And I know what Horizon Zero Dawn looks like. So there's still that like, I don't think the graphical capabilities is, are going to be the thing that like breaks down 
why we should be excited. I think Ratchet and Clank was the closest because they did that. You go from world to world almost without loading. Yeah. Right. And I think that's like the only one that's shown off like, hey, you should probably be excited about this. Uh, well, we'll get into it. Um, oh, true. True. First off, I want to start with some. I mean, last time we talked, it was right before they actually canceled E3. So surprise, they canceled E3, which <laughs> duh, we've already been paying attention to that. Um, last episode where I had Josh Boykin on, we also discussed what is going to happen with PAX West. And Reed Pop has answered that question and said, welcome to PAX Online, a, yeah. a nine day celebration in September. So right. fuck it. Let's do it. So if you got any panel ideas you want to submit, they have a 24-hour, nine days to, to fill. So get them in. Um, but yeah, I think, I'm trying to think if there's anything else we kind of didn't, we kind of left open-ended. I mean, basically any any of it, like uh, Microsoft has said, I said this last episode, but Microsoft said that they're doing remote first or online first for all their events until next middle of next year. Um, good gamescom obviously isn't happening so they're doing all digital and that's in august yeah Uh, i think there's a little bit of um i think there's a little bit of a positive on the side of the companies themselves and their presentations because it's it doesn't need to be this big flashy thing anymore sure like i think i think now it's not so much let's put 50 PCs and 50 Xboxes on the stage and then people can come up and play them and that's how we'll show our multiplayer and it's more let's just show what we're going to be giving you right did any like, did, I do any, think there's some benefit there did either of you play any of the Steam Summer Game Fest games whatever they called it the demos yeah the demos okay. yeah played okay. a couple we'll, we'll get into them because I I, I touched none of them <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> notoriously bad about playing demos and I'm just like mm-hmm. ah, I'll get to it like I like I have for multiple game fest demo thing whatever the hell they call these things mm-hmm. I have wanted to play skatebird and I have not played skatebird because I'm just like ah. I didn't realize some of them expired so quickly or at all and missed out on yeah. two that I wanted to try yeah it's I mean I don't know it's a it's as much as I do want to play them, I just it's hard for me in my life right now to like play a demo and like mm-hmm. get to it in the limited time span that it's open. It's right. way easier for me to just be like, I'm going to buy this game and I'll play it in a year. Um, yeah. Hello, Dead Cells. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But now it's on all these other platforms that you may or may not already be subscribed to. Right. All right. So let's break down everything that's happened that we haven't gotten a chance to discuss. Uh, I'm going to rewind this way back to to March uh, where one Mark Cerny went up on a virtual stage and talked in monotone for an hour (laughs) about deep dive specs for the PS5. This was obviously their uh, GDC talk Mm -hmm. that they had to virtualize Mm -hmm. um, and I kind of liked it. You know, I thought it was cool. I just zoned out because I didn't understand it. I mean, I'm not a computer architect. Like, I specifically took computer science as a major, not computer engineering. Um, So a lot of a lot of hardware specifications get really get kind of lost to me. Like, like the top level stuff, I understand. Like, I know what a I know what a gigaflop is. I know what a gigahertz. What's a gigaflop? All right, so gigaflop. uh, So flop Mm -hmm. uh, stands for floating floating point operations. So 
a giga flop would be what uh two to the nine right okay. is that what giga is um so i think it's it's uh i'm gonna double check that well, why do i why, so what so, okay. what is a floating point operation and how so, does that spell flop at the well float, yeah also that <laughs> is it f? f lowercase l uh i think it's uppercase f uppercase l uppercase o lowercase p lowercase f's because ops is operations so it's floating f uh okay oh, oh no wait no it's it's uppercase f lowercase l uppercase o lowercase ps yeah okay because it's fl no, I'm, I'm on board with that yeah. all right so um thank you for explaining that far all right so do you guys know the difference between floating point and and no no integer okay so integer integer is like the same for mathematics as it is for computer science i know integers is numbers well integers are specifically whole numbers uh an integer is any number that is that is whole that can't be that's not a quotient basically like a quotient is a number that can only be expressed as a fraction um you can express whole numbers as fractions but you can't express all quotients as as whole numbers um so an integer is, is any positive negative whole number on the number line zero is also an integer um there are different cases in mathematical proofs where it's like we're considering the integers that are only positive sets that only that don't include zero um there are sets that only include the negative numbers um also this gets into like basically i've had to write out proofs to prove like or like there is like when you're doing mathematical proofs there is like given uh uh agreements at the beginning of a proof like you have to state like we can agree that this is is this like oh my god and, really and, yeah so like you have to so there are some so for like when you have to prove a number is a even number there is a mathematical definition for what an e- even number is and the mathematical okay. definition for an even number is any number that is divisible by two that results in you can divide in that number by two and get an, another integer okay Guys, I think Dylan is ready for his SATs. So, yeah. well, I learned this in college, smartass. He's, he's, uh, he's ready. So, can I, like, can, I, can I ask a more important question? Yeah. How does this make my PlayStation 5 better? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, integers are really easy to, to compute, or you can compute more of them, right? Okay. So, when you have, like, a, a CPU, there's a given, like, bit depth right like Mm -hmm. any given cpu has a literal maximum integer that it can compute Uh, okay yeah because of the number of bits that it requires so it's like depending on the bit depth of the cpu like a 64-bit cpu can express a a integer 64 bits deep so that means um a a number expressed in binary that is 64 digits which is a very large number yeah that's crazy okay so, but when you expressed a floating point number, which a floating point number in basic mathematics, a floating point number is just a decimal, you basically are then reducing the size of that number. Because at some point, you have to introduce a decimal, and anything past that decimal is a decimal number, right? So, if I had 64 bits, and I wanted to, I, I could express a, a decimal that only has one decimal place. And it could still be a very large number, um, but it would also be very inaccurate. So it's like if I was doing like um, coordinate uh, Cartesian geography or something, if I was doing something that required a coordinate plane X, Y, and Z axis, uh, and I only had one 
decimal place amount of depth that's very inaccurate and it could lead to like pretty large floating point rounding errors oh okay but if i wanted something with more accuracy so say i wanted like 10 digits worth of of decimals i could do that but in a 64-bit system the largest number i can express that still has that many number of decimal places would be pretty small does that make sense i think so in consumer terms it do more it do more like, like the more you the more you push the decimal to the left the more it do the smaller the smaller the whole number gets because you're trying to right, express yeah. more for the purpose of accuracy got it honestly i i think i just want a a gdc talk now or or something where well let Cerny... me show you this mark sharing stream <laughs> yeah, it's oh, like, like well, well where Cerny gets on stream and just like here's the ps5 logo and then the tagline, it do more. <laughs> it do more. It just do more. I don't know what you. I don't know what else you hey, want. What, what what else do I explain to you people? It's, yeah, it's got yeah. five. It do more. <laughs> but as I understand it, a gigaflop and why they always tout that number is important because it shows not only the the speed at which it can do it, but like the complexity. So it's like I can you we can do this many floating point operations this fast, which is important for it's important for rendering. It's important for AI. It's important for so many because so many things use floating point because it isn't accurate. Like in terms of like the entirety of computer science, like most stuff uses floating point. Relatively little uses integer. I mean, and that's and that's from. Uh, that is a layman that is a undergrad cs students like explanation of it like that's I'm not, already a much higher explanation of it than i but that's why that, any hope of understanding that's why that talk was was important for yeah. gdc because then because because people that weren't like the first wave of developers that were first approached by sony to to make things at at launch like they still want to get in and they want to know what to expect and yeah. what the capabilities are but like I, I I also don't understand why like like consumers by this point understand pretty well hertz they understand frequencies they understand like how that ties into like a CPU clock speed do they I mean better than gigaflop I think they understand it better than yeah better than they have right. in a while yeah but um I think we're pretty far off just in terms of general knowledge being able to explain that and so I don't see or oh, it's like the billion transistors thing the line they always trot out it's like you're given consumer doesn't give a fuck about die size of the cpu like they don't know what that fucking means like yes <laughs> you know moore's law the the transistor number goes up and yeah. so far we haven't broken it you got the yeah. one guy in the audience who's just a real big fan of transistors man <laughs> whoa, he's, whoa whoa billion let's see a trillion show me a trillion phil spencer <laughs> <laughs> all right but so they did a techie talk. The techie <laughs> yeah. talk was kind of interesting. Um, I think people were poo-pooing it more than uh, they needed to. I don't know. There's some, so there's some stuff to pull away from it. Uh, number one, Mark Cerny is slowly turning into uh, Dana Harvey. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Number two, everyone was making uh, Dana Harvey ASMR jokes, and it was getting real <laughs> old real fast. And so, and then the rest are actual tech specs. So number one. I think we kind of talked about this last time we talked. Uh, Sony seems real gung-ho on load times mm-hmm. for for yeah. this next generation. Which I'm okay with. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, be gung ho about that. No, yeah, I agree. Get him yeah. down. Um, seeming almost instantaneous. Love it for for the next gen. I have no idea how that's going to reflect on on Microsoft's end. I don't know what the Xbox is gonna gonna do in that. Um, apparently, the PS5 is gonna ship with a 825 gig hard drive. What the fuck? I'm sure they like did numbers and they were like, "Let's just do this." Well, so I I pulled this from uh, so Peter Brown did a breakdown of all. This is where I got these notes from. Um, and he said Cerny said uh, Peter Brown over at, at Gamespot. Uh, Cerny said his team believes that given the advancements in uh, uh, solid state drive tech, people will be more comfortable cycling game installs in and out of their console in the future, and that 825 gigs should be enough for typical player needs under these circumstances. Which I just had to dedicate 100 gigs to Hitman on PC, and I don't know if I agree with that, Mark Cerny. <laughs> I have definitely um, uninstalled and reinstalled things pretty, pretty rapidly. I mean, I might be part of a problem, <laughs> but so far it's working out pretty well. Uh, I'm with I'm with Nelson on this one in that I've I've lately just sort of gotten pretty good at hot swapping downloadable games. Yeah, I think I usually have like a rotation of four games that are always installed, and then everything yeah. else is on and off and on. Right. I, I just had to flash my so I didn't properly shut down my PS4 a couple <gasps> weeks ago, and it and it. And it bricked my hard drive in there. Whoa. So, so oh, I had no. to. It wasn't that big of a deal. So all I had to do was pull that hard drive out. Because I had. So the hard drive I had in there was a two terabyte drive that I bought because the 500 gig drive was way too small. So I bought a new drive. I put that in there like a year, year and a half ago. And I bricked it accidentally. Um, so properly shut down your consoles, kids. Uh, yes. And then. So I took the old drive that I still had lying around. I put it back in. And I flashed it uh, so I could get it up and running again. And I don't know where I was going with this. I, I so I your I hard did. drive space. Yeah, I did do the thing. I did the thing. Was like, okay, here are the core games that I still wanted to play, and I downloaded those. But like, even then, it's like, okay, now you have a hundred gigs left. And like in this day and age, it's one game. Also, Sony CDN kind of sucks. Like, yeah, like the download speeds. Even if you have a, t- a gigabit internet, they cap you at like twenty megs. Mm-hmm. Do you think that is a thing that will end up being fixed by the time the PS5 comes out? It better be because they're selling a goddamn digital only PS5. Exactly. Like I was saying, I I was thinking you couldn't possibly make it worse, but offer better things like or just keep it as bad as it is, but then offer better um, services. So someone wrote into Giant Bomb like a year or two ago um, about this problem because they were because because folks at giant bomb were like why are the download game download speeds on on playstation network so much worse than like steam for example mm-hmm. and they were writing about the cdns um which if you don't know what that is a cdn is a content delivery network it's basically a server that stores the game data and that's what you're download from so it's like you'll see like a url it's like you know you do this on web dev all the time like if i'm using bootstrap as a library for for a website i'm making you you can download it locally and just have a local version of that stuff. Or you can just link to like cdn.bootstrap.com. And so there's probably like a cdn.playstation.com or cdn.sony.com that stores that. Um, but the version that they have um, is is a static CDN, which means that unlike uh, Steam's, which is dynamic, Sony's doesn't like swap on and off to different servers so like they might have like data clusters around the country and around the world and if you start a download on a game it's going to stick to one data cluster 
even if the speeds get really slow, like because that data cluster is getting really taxed because multiple people are pinging it, it won't automatically, you know, switch you off to a different one to help with your download speeds. It'll keep you on one just because of the way they architected the system. Hmm. Um, which is, you know, that's tech debt. That's tech debt that should definitely be addressed if they want yeah. their services to stay relevant. But who knows? Given that Sony has pretty miserable download speeds, but was in first place this whole generation. So the hard drive is going to be weird. The hard drive is going to be weird because they need their customized bus to do all these in- instantaneous download or instantaneous loading speeds. <laughs> yeah, they drive the bus, the virtual ah. bus. Um, you can add storage, but it's only M2 drives, and it has to support the PCIe 4.0 spec. Hmm. Which I think, oh. as of right now, are very limited amounts of SSDs and very expensive SSDs. Yeah. That was going to be my next thing. Is I am guaranteeing you there will be a lot of a um, a lot of GameStop brand external hard drive <laughs> yeah. or replacement hard drives. M twos. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. If GameStop's still a thing. <laughs> yep. Keep going. <laughs> All right. This is an interesting bullet point. PS5 GPU research and development could define the future of AMD's PC graphics cards. I'm just okay. going to read this quote. Cerny made clear that despite working with AMD's familiar RDNA2 GPU architecture, the two companies are devising custom implementations suited specifically for the needs of the PS5 in tandem. The PS5 is not using an existing part from AMD and simply putting in its next console and in fact the findings that come from this partnership are likely to appear in future pc graphics cards from amd okay so they're just using the spec basically the blueprint the mm-hmm. the, the white paper to design uh their neck their, their, their own their gpu yeah. and they're they're keeping it in spec so it can so it will be easier for people to port from an amd gpu on pc to one on, on ps5 um, but it's not going to be one that you can just, you know, go out and buy. Yeah, go go on to Newegg and and purchase. I do like the the aspect of it being like, hey, anything that's coming in from PS Five, we will be using this information as we make our next ones. Right, which makes me think that the PS Five is ahead of what AMD's current graphics cards are. I mean, that sounds like the case. And I wonder if it'll be parity with whatever comes out next. Or if it'll still be ahead of that. And apparently Microsoft's doing the same thing with Xbox, but they're doing their own separate spec too. So like AMD is going to have all of this data to get a leg up on uh, NVIDIA this coming generation, mm. which is going to be weird. Yeah. I would. Do you guys have, do you guys have AMD parts? Are you guys all NVIDIA? I, I am NVIDIA. Actually, I don't think I've ever had an AMD card. I have had AMD cards. And they were fine. I have nothing against AMD. But you have to ha- you have to have an AMD CPU, right? To no, no? okay. Mm-hmm. So they work with Intel chips, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when I first started building PCs, the caveats were like AMDs tend to be better at cooling, but installing the drivers is a nightmare. And Nvidia drivers are a breeze, but are worse at cooling. And I was like, that was really it. Um, and uh, now. Honestly, I understand them to have like even less issues with those things now. Like Nvidia's are fine at cooling and AMD drivers are fine now. Like they're just kind yeah. of 
they're both good at what they need to do. Right, but there's no real, really big difference. Yeah. <laughs> Nelson, you said you had a V-Sync monitor? I have a G-Sync monitor. Um, which is the NVIDIA. Which spec, is the right? NVIDIA right. one, yeah. And then FreeSync too, is... Actually. Yeah, and then FreeSync is the AMD um, alternative. Isn't there I mainly just looked one? at this because I... FreeSync is kind of... I think my monitor is FreeSync. I have a Samsung the yeah. interesting thing, though, that I've been reading is that apparently most FreeSync monitors work with NVIDIA cards, but yeah. G-Sync does not work with AMD. And the new thing that's coming out is that um, they are trying to make, NVIDIA is trying to make it so that G-Sync works similarly. Okay. But that's not something you could, like, you can't, like, update your monitor to do that, right? Like, it would be, like, going forward if you no, buy a no, new one. No, that's a hardware thing, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah um so that's cool i mean I, I think that's cool that the the research going to the consoles will help inform because it's similar to what uh like apple's doing right like apple apple announced apple silicon whatever the hell that means um but they're they're making their own cpus um and it's using the they're making their own cpus based off arm architecture um and i assume that's going to go handed like i i would hope that that knowledge would would cycle back to to arm but who knows i'll see nelson is lowering his his desk (laughs) and and it's it's very weird from the perspective of the monitor my legs got tired (laughs) um moving on uh almost 100 backward compatible ps4 games at launch for the ps5 good um i have nothing else to say about this quote because the performance increase for things like storage ram and gpu functions from ps4 to ps5 is so dramatic not every ps4 game is able to simply work out of the box so they're basically (laughs) taking user data uh from psn for the 100 most popular games played i assume by our count yeah and using that to ensure that those 100 are at least backwards compatible which is weird that it again not a computer architect Weird that it doesn't work out of the box. Unless they're drastically changing how the CPU works. Part of me thinks they are doing that. And then the other part of me thinks that they are working on something bigger in terms of backwards compatibility. Well, um, if it's big, the bigger thing would be we're selling you these games again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. True. My my thing was I'm, I'm thinking they are going to get to the point where like it's go well i guess you can do that now can you play you can't play ps3 games on your ps4 right i mean you could you could subscribe to playstation now and that's the only way to do it yeah and they have a ps3 on a server rack somewhere in nevada that you're playing (laughs) off of yeah Uh, well that's where the ps3s live dylan (laughs) it's it's where they send them out to pasture they're just (laughs) grazing on a field i'm like looking at mine and it's just unplugged and unloved Aw. yep or I would only want a PS3 that way. if it was a launch PS3 with, with the PS2 backwards. inside of it. Yeah. Yeah. I if think only. that's that's the only PS3 I want. I want a PS5 disc edition if I can put all my other discs in. Like if I can put a PS1 disc in and play it. Ooh. I feel like I that's won't. becoming less likely. It is. Yeah, it is. So. Partially because why do I have a disc? <laughs> Why do I have a disc? Why do I just, hey man, just, I just bought, I just dropped a hundred dollars on jewel cases for all my Game Boy cartridges. So that's where what? I am. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dylan's a crazy person. That that's makes fine. me feel less bad for looking up, um, 
like random collectibles that I should be getting. I found a site that prints custom. Uh, they use the cover project to print custom covers for these jewel cases and will cut them out, uh, print them, cut them out, put them in the jewel case and ship them to you complete. And all you got to do is put your cart in it. I will print them out for you because I have a photo printer. If you have the case for it, you can also buy just like a hundred yeah. blank jewel cases for we like five bucks. From we used to something. do that at the game store. I think that's pretty cool. I don't want all these Lucy Game Boy cartridges anymore. I I've been I agree. eBay hunting for like rare PS2 games. That's been like my what? Uh, Piano I, One. You guys know that game? I don't. Should I? It's like some anime. Oh, Piano Three. Piano Three. That's yeah, the same GameCube thing. game. Oh well, ah, it wasn't. Okay. Oh wow, it was exclusive. It was part of the. Oh, it was part of the Capcom Five. Okay. Yeah. Ah. Blah, blah, blah. We've been we've been down this road. Oh, have uh, we ever? Probably the rarest one I grabbed was uh, uh, Sky Gunners, which is like an Atlas, uh, Atlas's anime Ace Combat clone. Um, oh hell yeah! Yeah, uh, and like Ace Combat's already pretty anime as it is, but yeah, have you seen that dog? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, every single time, like I I have a fancy little folio CD case. And I'm not like that serious a collector. Like I don't worry about replay value. I want to play these things, mm-hmm. so, uh, or resell value rather. Uh, so as soon as they come in, I just like chuck the the case. Dude, <laughs> like, you're a monster. Into a, throw you're it a monster. CD folio. What the fuck <laughs> is this? Mid nineties is your fucking like? I also got a Nirvana you? CD in here. It um, also check takes out my Alice less... and Chains collection. It's a it's all PS2 games. Uh, since you know. Music, music is digital. I don't think that's ever come on physical media. Uh, What vinyl? No one's ever. No one uses that. Yeah, Uh, but the warmth of the the sound. You mean you mean the bad, (laughs) bad, (laughs) the crackles, the pops, the the awful. Mm. (laughs) So these are my GameCube and Wii games that are. I think. We don't oh. need to do this right now, Nelson. So it's this so an auditory Tatsunoko, medium. <laughs> Tatsunoko versus Capcom. Donkey Kong Country Returns. Yeah, I should no, get rid of that. that. All right. Rogue the, Squadron 2. I'll no buy your, wait, 2. Donkey Kong Country Returns. Yeah, you can buy it off me. Is it for Wii, for Wii U? No, for the Wii. Hmm. Oh. Yeah, fuck you. That's, that came out in the two, Wii U. F-Zero GX, Fire Emblem, Path of Radiance, and the Metroid All right, we Prime can't do Trilogy. this. All right, we're moving on. All right, the PS5 Y'all is designed... This. The PS5 is designed to be quiet. Unlike me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'm excited that's, for a quiet good. console. Do, yeah. do loud consoles piss you guys off? Do, yes. do, do your consoles make a lot of noise? Yes. So You gotta talk on mic, Nelson. Don't do this. Hang yes um man i didn't think they did until i got a ps4 so my ps4 doesn't doesn't make a lot of i mean my ps4 my ps4 makes noise but it's not like screaming my ps4 is like three boeing 747s taking off in my living room okay so mine doesn't do that is yours okay (laughs) no i mean i have i have heard from people that their ps4 sounds like it's dying Whenever they they spin it up, but I, yeah. I might be exaggerating, but I don't think I've ever recalled like an appliance 
or I guess like a computer or game console ever getting as loud as that thing did. It did it. Were you like putting it in a cramped space? Would you think it wasn't like cooling off well enough? It was tucked in a little TV cubby. I mean, we had a TV stand that had like a space for consoles. I don't think it was how much like how much give was above it. Uh, I'm not sure. Not enough. I I think I put the PS2 on top of it, so maybe not as much as it should have had. This race to the bottom with miniaturized tech, I think people are slowly realizing it's a fool's errand. And I'm so here for this big ass PS5. Yeah. Uh-huh. Give me this weird dead space marker looking thing. <laughs> it has it grown would, on me. I, I want to say that. I, I like let's it hold, from let's the hold beginning. Up, let's that hold off on our impressions. Weird. Let's hold okay. off on our impressions for this. We'll get to that. Okay. All right. Fine. Um, let's move a little. We can move a little faster through some of this stuff. And also, last bullet point: PS5 would deliver enhanced proprietary 3D audio because, sure, why not? I guess they have nothing else to sell you. If I can like plug my headphones into it and enable, what do I have turned on? DTX headphone X or Dolby Atmos, then cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we go. You see, you see on the the WWDC stream also they're doing something like this for the uh, AirPod Pros. Oh, where they're really? like, mm. yeah, they're simulating 3D, 3D audio, audio using machine learning. They basically want to put mm. like a 5.1 inside your ears. All right, uh, but they have to they have to use the accelerometer. Uh, in the AirPods to make sure when you rotate your head, the the sound it rotates stays. with you. Yeah, so yeah. all of it stays in the right relativity. That's smart. Um, That's pretty cool. Scary, or, but cool. Yeah. I wonder if yeah. it's like going to be hell on battery life. It, I mean, dude, probably battery life is no one gives a shit about battery life anymore. <laughs> I don't well, understand. Like, that. I mean, like tech tech create to, you know tech companies don't give a shit. They're they're going to sell okay. you something that lasts for three hours and fuck you. Yeah. Uh, anyway. All right. Moving on. Uh, on May 7th, uh, Xbox came out swinging with the Xbox Series X first look. I was not impressed by the stream. Uh, Did you guys, do you guys remember any of this? That's why I was, uh, that's what is, I was trying to get to. I'm not impressed because I don't remember anything other than Vampire. Vampire looks great. Vampire looks very good. I, I'm not, I'm not very <laughs> familiar with Vampire the Masquerade. Uh, nor am i that's a tabletop system right well uh, vampire the masquerade is yeah and then bloodlines is the pc game right right i i played bloodlines uh-huh recently like like yeah. coming up to this live stream maybe like a week or two ago i had just been like i've had bloodlines on my pc for a year now i should maybe try it and i played it for like an hour and i was like this kind of sucks <laughs> How old is this game? It's really old. old. Yeah. It it's plays it's, like a really old game. So we saw we saw Bloodlines 2 and we moved the um for the book club, for the video game book club, we moved that up. So now that's the next thing. Yeah. Okay. Mostly because we just want to get through that so we can play Bloodlines 2. I, I'm so curious to hear what you think. I, I just gotta say all of these building everything just just like doesn't feel to scale to your character that's oh, funny I, I believe that like the city just like is not big enough doors yeah. are not big enough there's like a building that you can walk all the way around and there are no doors it's like just windows yeah. <laughs> like it just nothing feels I real <laughs> <laughs> i love video games the only thing i remember from this stream was being really excited that scorn isn't dead which is what 
What is the, that again? Scorn you, you was and, the one that you did not like. Yeah, you the and Stager got one. really excited about this weird ass gross game. Yeah. Uh. Well, and, and like I've talked about this before, but like Scorn and Agony were kind of these sister games announced around the same time. Right. And Agony came out was terrible. And yeah. now Scorn is going to be the golden child, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no. But also, no. really, still vagina apples in this game. Yeah, uh, weird. Um, look, they're never going away. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, but Scorn's this beautiful, wonderful It's a, it's a shooter? What is it? It's your beautiful it looks, like, it looks like a horror puzzle shooter. Um, it's got some, some puzzly elements. Everything looks like you have very limited ammo. So, I mean, that seems horror-y to me. <laughs> and Vampire the Masquerade is a, or Bloodlines is also, it's like an immersive sim yeah. first-person mm-hmm. thing? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that seems exciting. third person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw some, like, climbing, like there was, like, a vampire scaling a wall and it pulled out in the third person. Right. The 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 character creator is also very in-depth and you have, like, lots of little uh, vampire sub-races that you can be. Yeah. Can you I, can, be. can I determine my pubes? Like in Cyberpunk? No, unfortunately. That's why this game will never be as good as Cyberpunk. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's vampires. Vampires are supposed to be sexy. Like, why? Are, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. Speaking of sexy, um, there was also that game Chorus. Yeah, what with is... With a sexy spaceship. I don't remember this. What, what, this what I don't was, remember either. It was... Yeah, it's... um. It, there's just a woman, and she is... Or a person, and, and they are just rubbing down a ship and then the ship talks to them it's a spaceship and then it levitates it's it looks like um it looks like if you made if you combined uh control and everspace was it the one where you like played a couple like they were no that's haven that okay yeah haven was on like eight different of these game streams and, and I'm here for it. I was it's also on Game Pass apparently and I was mm-hmm. like what the fuck mm-hmm. is this game? I despite the fact that it was on so many announcement streams I looked at none of them. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you. Uh this chorus game looks cool. Um yeah, there's chorus and then Call of the Sea which looks like um kind of like a It's like a walking sim. It's like a It's a walking sim. Mystery What's puzzle. the one I'm trying to th- I'm thinking of? Dear Esther? No, what's the um what's the puzzle one? The witness. The witness. Oh, oh okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it does have some of that. They also, it also, at some point, at some point in the past, the the miasma that is the past couple months, a new amnesia game got announced too, and the new amnesia game also looks kind of like Call of the Sea. Like it, like it's got like a Bioshock one, like a plane crash, like really? slightly submerged, like crash plane. I don't. Hmm. Know. It's weird. I'm never gonna play a, an amnesia game, but it looked interesting. <laughs> Yeah. Um. And then I just want to briefly mention this Assassin's Creed Valhalla thing. They got to pump them out. They. Oh come on. They, more, they, more Assassin's they, Creed. They've been slowing them down. They have. They've been slowing them. That's true. Post post Unity, they were like, we got to pump the brakes on this. I don't want it. I like Vikings. I'll play Assassin's Creed I Vikings. Don't. Oh wow. Yeah. I love Thor. Thor's cool. Thor's cool. Thor's hot. Thor's hot. Depending on the depiction, but yeah. Not the uh, Crystal Dynamics one. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to the bootleg yeah. adventures Ooh, at some point. There is um, um, there is one last thing that was on that Xbox Series X thing that I thought was kind of cool. It's um, Bright Memory Infinite. 
it is a first person action game uh that looks like if you took a lot of the ridiculous melee action from um shadow warrior and then you also made it look like it plays like titanfall 2 oh really yeah Mm. there's like boss fights where you are shooting somebody it it looks like if you put shadow warrior 2 doom 2016 and titanfall 2 together i'm not that familiar with shadow warrior it's just like you you have a sword you have a samurai sword and it gets goofy Oh, okay. But but good goofy. Like time splitters goofy? What kind of goofy? Um like a toned down bullet storm. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is I'm looking at this trailer right now. This is interesting. It's just very pretty. It is a very pretty game. Like the these wet rocks look very good. This is obviously Those rocks are wet. Using the the power of the Series X. Mm-hmm. And now he's fucking shooting this guy. This gladiator like Roman soldier looking dude. Yeah, with yeah. the with the fucking gun. This I don't know. I changed my mind. I don't the, like this. I like the game's it. weird. Game should be weird. This is good. Game should I like yeah, it's just oh god, there are so many games on period. all of these announcements. Yeah, there's so many games, period. But there is like <laughs> so many games where it's like just generic action schlock. And it's like we're just gonna sell you on the fidelity and damn originality. And it's like, yes. Oh, and there's a fucking DeLorean in this too. I forgot about this. I will I will say, I think there is a difference between we're gonna sell you on the fidelity and we're going to have a fun game that looks good. I think this <laughs> is a fun game that looks good. I have no doubts that this game has a promise of being fun to play. Sure. But if you're gonna show me this fucking crisis ass looking motherfucker <laughs> creeping up behind a Roman soldier and stabbing with a bowie knife and then he's gonna like zero point energy throw the guy into the air and then a delorean shows up i will say i saw ready player one and i hate it no thank you that's fair that's fair the book is really (laughs) good which makes me hate that movie even more Mm -mm. the book is fun i don't believe you i don't believe you fun i don't okay the book is fun fun. book is fun all right i'll say it's fun too may 12th all right this one's pretty cool so uh jeff keely uh gaming's golden boy uh <laughs> currently in the game of video jeff games Keighley. yeah decided that he's going to do the summer game fest and then proceeded to do nothing with the summer game fest like the summer game fest is cool if you want a like brighter colored e3 recap site but like dude made it seem like there was going to be like a major announcement coming from him like at least every week if not like several times a week i expected he, it to be every week right and he fucking came out swinging with a fucking tony hawk pro skater one and two remaster which like fuck yeah and then, <laughs> but also but then silence yeah like I, I mean he also did the the unreal five thing but oh, was that him too yes that was the next day but like if you if you're gonna if you're gonna come out of the gates mm-hmm. with tony hawk's pro skater you better like be able to like hit that mark again in subsequent weeks and like and whatever like if he just wants to be like a showcase or a collection of like because they have like recap videos and stuff of all the other streams Mm -hmm. that's fine i just i think i felt like i was being sold a false bill of goods (laughs) uh and just i don't know i don't know jeff what are you doing jeff part of me is just like this year is going to be hard because i don't know if anybody has 
any idea of what we should be doing right now. Hmm. Like in terms of society in general, what are we talking also, about? Also, yes. But in terms of like, okay, uh, E3 didn't happen and there was no backup plan. So a, everybody's screwed. Cause like now this turns into a, like a mix mash of like, when is any of this happening? But B, um, you're not getting, again, it's that structure thing. Um, nobody's there to provide it even on a digital front. So like, Twitch could have been, hey, we want to be the home for this. But Jeff Keighley came out first and said, we're going to do this. It's just that nothing ever. But came. he still he still had to use. I mean, I think he used YouTube live because he's had like pre-existing partnerships with them. Mm-hmm. But I just mean, like, there is a there wasn't as much of a structure behind it as I think anybody needed for this first year of not E3. Yeah. And I, I think. I just don't think any of them were big enough or none of them had the system like as shitty as the systems are for the ESA mm-hmm. and the fact that they fucking doxed a bunch of reporters last year. They still had enough like framework to be able to like run streams like this yeah. and and no one just even Jeff Keeley, who I think is a guy that has a lot of clout did not have enough of a clout to like wrap his arms around the industry and and wrestle it down and be like we are your and i mean like and the uh analytics might prove me otherwise maybe he's like doing gangbusters with the summer game fest site i don't know uh yeah but tony hawk's pro skater one plus two how do you feel about that gonna single-handedly bring back ska oh no they are like trying really hard to have most of the original soundtrack which i think is commendable um uh, so this is again one of those games that I am not personally a huge fan of because I think it was like right before my time. Mm-hmm. Like I played some, I I played some Pro Skater, probably mostly three or four. Um, I was more so a Tony Hawk's Underground kid. Uh, yeah, because I was like around when I was in middle school and like would play those. Um, but people seem really excited. Like they're gonna have they're gonna have a bunch of old skaters. I like that they're gonna keep them old. Are they, are they <laughs> ageifying them? Is it going to be old ass Bucky Lasik? Yeah. Hell okay. yeah. I'm a, yeah. I Is Spider Man going to be in it? That's yeah. the important question. I need Spider Man. I need Darth Maul. I need Boba Fett. I want Peter Lizzie B. McGuire. Parker Spider Man, and then I want Miles Morales Spider Man. Ooh, yeah. Because they're going to. Yeah, but you, could, but you could only play the Miles Morales Spider Man for like an hour tops. How dare and you? It How makes dare you switch you? over to the. How dare you? No, and then they're just. It's just done. Yeah, it just deletes the game from your hard drive. No, it just deletes the character. We'll talk about that. Uh, Unreal 5, Alex. Yeah, so as a UE dev, I don't give a shit until I can get my hands on it <laughs> and, and learn how easy it is to turn off all of their like extra extra special tessellation whatever bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> turn off this RTX enabled yeah. recasting. <laughs> Listen, I need to like walk up to the guys at F and be like, how do I make my game look as shitty as possible? <laughs> and then they just hand you a copy of Unity and walk away. Sick burn, epic guys. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, that That's my thoughts. It looks real nice. I'm sure it'll make look pretty, but some it's lovely also like, games. I kind of hate engine demos because it's like, no one's going to make this game. Yeah. I hate that too. Yeah. I- <sighs> The one year they had like cool hover car driving through the Scandinavian wilderness, reaching a 
a, 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 a mysterious tower, just like kind of jutting out of a wasteland. Cool monologue, cool music, and it was just like an Unreal Four tech demo, and it was like, make that a movie, please. It's beautiful. At least Unity does that. At least Unity does do like shorts, like CG shorts within their uh, engine. I've never I watched any of them. They <laughs> did uh, uh, like a few. Yeah, they did Said some they make, like one of them a game and then didn't. And then uh, Neil Blomkamp's thing, Oats Studio, sort of picked up the reins for one of them uh, for another one of their demos, and was like, "Yeah, we'll make this into some shorts." Uh, but they they haven't done whole lot more than that i just they get some really talented creative people to make these things and then just kind of leave them Hmm. (laughs) like like, all right you're done like shelve it forever and that that bothers me yeah (laughs) i mean but they're not i mean they're not they're not content studios first and foremost right like i i know that they are they are tools platforms they are they're tools developers it'd just be so much cooler if they were also content studios, I agree. No, I totally agree. <laughs> and I think they've, they've, I think all these engine studios have overpromised time and time again that they're going to make a, a game internally. Uh, and they never also, do. Also, well, hang on. I, I guess they're way too busy with it, but Fortnite, like, sure. well, yeah, like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I guess I'm thinking more about the on, on the Unity side because I mean, sure. like, yeah, Epic, Epic has always been a games maker. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm curious what a new Unreal is going to look like. Pretty, pretty, it's pretty. pretty. It's pretty. Uh, it also am... looks suspiciously like one of the games I think on the PS5 stream. <gasps> like there was yeah, a game where I was like, "Is this that Unreal that demo?" Out. <laughs> people were like, "Wait a minute, the Unreal demo is here." <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Um, no original ideas is what we're saying. All right, Ghost of Tsushima. Hang oh, on, dude, hang no, really wait. quick though. That game wasn't there. Something that came out later about like some real big Hollywood big shots being behind it. It was uh, I can't remember his name, but the writer for uh uh oh, damn it, you retweeted this. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah. I retweet so much <sighs> stuff. We were talking about. <laughs> I'll go. I'll, I'll Google it when we get down there. We'll, we'll, okay. we'll find out. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, Ghost of Tsushima. Do we care? Can we skip this? Yeah, we can skip it. Yeah. Okay. It seems cool. It's fine. Yeah. I'm sure it's fine. Your cape blows in the direction that the next quest is in. I think your cape actually looks not great. No, it doesn't. It looks like the specularity is way too high on it. It like it looks like it's made of like oil. Yeah. The the wind blowing in the in the direction is neat. That's a that's a cool idea, but it's not like a back of the box thing that, that that they touted it as. Also, who is the the Japanese director that they were touting as like a huge inspiration? Do you guys know? Do you guys remember? Uh, I know of him, but I can't say his name off the top of my head. Kurosawa. Uh, maybe. Are you, do you find? Did you find like an interview clip of it or anything? Oh no! I just definitely assumed it was Kurosawa because is that the black and white director? Akira Kurosawa. Kurosawa. Yeah. yeah. Yes. 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 Akira Seven Kurosawa. Samurai, I think. So I'm not I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a film buff. I'm not a cinema guy. I'm not a cinemaphile. I am not a world cinema guy. Um but there are certainly a lot of people in games criticism that majored in films crit <laughs> that were super ready to take Sucker Punch to task about drawing this comparison. Really? Uh yeah. yeah. Like I, I think 
I don't know. It's 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 the AAA problem of like constantly comparing your games to film. Um, oh, yeah. and then it's like once you like get even like an inch below the surface, it's like oh, you just like really liked an aspect of their aesthetic, but you didn't understand like why why they did that aesthetic for any sort of like maybe for like technological limitations or to like uh, impart a certain tone or like for cultural reasons you just kind of tried to you know copy this and didn't do a particularly good job i don't mm-hmm. know i got i got a good i was i was tickled when that when that happened because it's like you got you studios got to stop doing like you always do this you always compare yourselves to certain films or directors or whatever and it always backfires and you have to stop doing it one last thing about ghost of tsushima and this is i'm only bringing this up because i'm really frustrated about it I was really excited for this to be a um, like a 15-hour really solid experience and not an open-world Assassin's Creed-looking game. And I don't want to play this the more they show of it. And I, and I hate that I, that I feel that way, but it's like very much a this is not the model of game that I'm interested in. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it was... Uh was it Sean Layden recently came out and said like, Oh, Oh, triple A games are not sustainable or that. But like, there was also a quote that was like, we should switch back to like shorter experiences simply for like, you know, for the purpose of the experience. I'm all for it. It's like, that's cool. Sean, maybe you should have done something about that before you were ousted of Sony. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I bet you, I bet your ass Jim Ryan doesn't think that. Because we gotta go big. We gotta go more, 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 more. Right. More. Um, May twenty sixth was the wholesome direct, and it was wholesome. It was so wholesome, and I really liked it. Yeah. I think this might have been one of the coolest streams of this whole not E three that is an E three. Um, because mm-hmm. it was it was I don't know it was well we if you haven't listened to the last episode. Josh Boykin was one of the MCs for the Wholesome Direct. He kind of went into like how it all came together, and it came together pretty quickly uh, as as game showcases go. And um, I would recommend checking out that part of our talk. But uh, um, is there anything anyone particularly wants to talk about from this showcase? Just want to start out with shout-outs to Button City and RVA Game Jam's own Valentina Hawes. 3D character artist on Button City. Very cute game. Uh, I'm raising the roof. Yeah. yeah you <laughs> took the reins on that one, but yeah, I wanted to say that too. Happy happy days to Button City. First one. First opening one. game. Yeah. Like on the level of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater in terms of opening the show. Yeah. <laughs> um Ooblets. I'm really excited for Ooblets. I really like that art style. Um they're putting a beta out, aren't they? Like first access, something like that. Uh, I Epic? think so. Yeah, about time. Yeah, gotta say. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it's a sm- that's a small team. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like three, four people on that team. Uh, take, take your time, Ooplets. I don't mean to be rude. Okay. Anything else on here? Kind words is getting an update. I still need to play Kind Words. Uh, Chicory, Chicory continues to look cool. Little Witch in the Woods is awesome. I've been following that dev for a little while. I love the look of that one. That's pi- that's a pixel art game, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. I like the look of that one. Toem seems really cool. 
Uh, it's like Pokemon Snap, but it's like these little papercraft dioramas that you walk around in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I, I like it. Kind of has like a hidden folks art style, but with like more of like a diorama look. Yeah. yeah. Winding Worlds, Alex. Have you played any of this? I know you're a big co-op fan. Uh, it's out now. No, not yet. I have it okay. downloaded on my dad's Apple TV, but I need to actually play it. Okay. Um, I thought kindred spirits was in this kindred fates uh i thought it was a part of this one but i might be wrong i know it was one of the things announced oh is this that pokemon the set indie pokemon game yeah like because now that's a thing that's happening is people are yeah. just like well pokemon's not good anymore so we'll make right. our own and yeah. like <laughs> that's what the kids tell me <laughs> good got um, tem tem finally right uh tem tem was the first try kindred fate seems to be the second but kindred fates has some wildly great ideas it just looks a little alpha yeah uh, that kickstarter video didn't didn't spark joy but like the mood the the exploration the real-time battles that are just like you're controlling the the pokemon Mm -hmm. the spirit um all looks great i i could swear it was part of this maybe not I don't remember seeing it. I haven't seen heard wind of it since the Kickstarter launch. So, hmm. I guess your 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 ears are closer to the ground than mine are. Maybe. Um, uh, another co op game. I guess co op has like a co op presents label now called Co op Mini. Yeah. And their first game for that is Dipinier Nocturne. And you played it. And I played it. Um, and I thought it was pretty good. It's like five bucks. I think I got it for on. Mm-hmm steam or itch um so like the basic premise is that you're like you're going into like this weird little like it's like a convenience store meets like a knickknack shop and you're like getting a gift for your partner and it's just it's just a very simple very pretty walking sim uh that you just you just go around you interact with stuff there's a lot of ideas in it that i was thinking about for the game I'm working on, so I need to reach out to GP, I believe is the the dev's name. Um and it's it, it's cool. There's it it's funny. So if you're making a game in Unity, if you're making a walking sim type game in Unity and you want to like really quickly like get something up and running, I cannot recommend enough the first person exploration kit asset store or asset on the Unity asset store. And it's it's got it's got a first person controller in it. I mean, Unity comes with a first person controller, um, but this one also has one. It has items in it that you can easily interact with and pick up and put down and all this stuff. Um, and it's it's just re- it's it's a very very handy toolkit. It has doors and like it has just a bunch of shit you can interact with. It has like things built in for cutscenes. It has things built in for like opening doors. There's like a convenience store style like sliding automatic door in it. Um, all right. I know GP used this for Depenier Nocturne because uh, they didn't take out the default pick up and put down item sound effect. <laughs> so I just immediately, because I've been messing around with it and I just immediately realized, I was like, oh, this is that sound effect. That's like, really they changed, funny. They, they changed all the other stuff. It's like, you know, they customize the, it does this really cool thing. Alex, I think you'll appreciate this. Um, when you do the when you when you're turning around and the camera and the reticle lands on something that you can interact with, it slows the the camera speed. Yes. So, so you can't rotate out of it 
at the same speed so like it, it's basically like a sticky lock uh in a sense that's that's basic aim assist right there yeah which uh, which uh i was talking to terry uh developer on sledge life about it i think he thought it was a little overzealous i didn't seem to mind it but maybe if i go back maybe it but i thought i thought it was a nice little touch but like obviously that's not something that's built into first person exploration kit um gp customized all the all the reticles and ui and all that stuff but that sound effect that put down <laughs> sound effect still in there it was just a little easter egg for you dylan yes exactly um but no i thought the game was cool there's a little bit of like there's some occult stuff in it as well um all one right. thing i really like is that if you drop an item on the floor the person that runs the shop will comment on it and be like <laughs> please be careful and you should just keep doing that there's just a lot of nice thoughtful stuff yeah. um there's there's an atm in it and the re- and it's broken so when you try to turn it on it like just glit like reads out like glitch art on the little like led screen that's cool hmm. apparently that's all uh randomly generated so it's just like reading a seed and it's randomly putting art out on the on the on the screen hmm. but yeah it's nice. a cool it's a cool little thing and then it uh bugged out on me at the very end <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> and and crashed so uh I need to replay it so I actually see the finish or the see see the end of it. Um, but yeah, I think that's it from the wholesome direct. Uh, moving on, okay. So okay. Sega came out. Sega came out and was like, "We have this huge announcement for you guys," and everyone was like, "Oh my god, what could it be? Oh my god, is Sonic Chaotix coming back? I don't know. What's a big? Is we getting a Jet Set no, remake? You said it. That's it. That's yeah. the one. Sonic Chaotix." Um, I think it's Knuckles Chaotix actually. Now that I'm yeah, thinking so about it, but who cares? I um, played it last night. Wow, look at you! Interesting. <laughs> Goddamn boomer. Um, <laughs> they're making a small Game Gear. Yeah, but it's like small, small. Yeah, no, it's tiny. No, I hate the it. Scr- it's like the Game screen, Boy Micro size. No, the screen is smaller than the micro. It's smaller. Wow, which is stupid. I don't. I don't <laughs> like it. Not even like fun, stupid, like stupid, stupid. Like, what is the point of this device? I don't like it. Yeah. There is a version, I think, um, the yellow. So there's four of them. And so it's like an NES classic, but like there's four different colors and each four have four different games on them. There is a JRPG only one. What? Which again, How on a screen you? smaller than the micro. How are you going to do that? How are you going to read that? That's stupid. Yeah. Oh, uh, the way you'll read it is by purchasing the oh, zoom fuck. in kit. It's I forgot the, about this. It's fuck this. I forgot what they call it, but it's the thing <laughs> it's that called, you put called, magnifying I, I, glass. I, I, I have, I have, a, I have it right here. It's called the Sega Big Window. That's right, the Big Window. That's it. I maybe definitely, absolutely had one of those. <laughs> oh, I definitely had one for my Game Boy. I both. <laughs> and I and yeah. I hate it. I hated playing on it. I, I thought it was. It's atrocious. I, I had like the entire Game Boy accessory kit, just like yeah. the window, the little plastic snap on that go went over the buttons. Did you to have make the worm bigger. light too? Yeah, I yeah, had the worm light. light. Yeah. Gotta have the worm, worm light. light. <laughs> <laughs> what <sighs> kids these days don't don't they don't appreciate? They got these fucking nice backlit LCD right? screens. Just play games on their phone. Man, games only had Snake when I was a kid. You mean phones only had snake? Yes. Right. Also games. <laughs> also the games. O- the only games game that exists was snake. had snakes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, Sega. 
yeah, that's it. That's it. I just want to point out how dumb this fucking thing is. I and, appreciate and, it. And uh, restate my hatred for the Game Boy Micro. <laughs> and and by association the game gear micro i i was gonna reach over and be like do i actually have mine i don't i think i lost it because it's, it's too so small. weird it- <laughs> 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 it's so weird that literally last night i played knuckles chaotix that is and, very weird like three days earlier yeah i think i found my old game gear and like at fished it out of a closet man like whoa what the hell that's so funny <laughs> my my game gear is still at my parents house i need to it had like battery acid on one of the coils and i think the coil is bent and stuff mm-hmm. i yeah. i they, never played they, it enough to care they went south so fast those things they don't feel sturdy either they are like, not just sturdy. Pulling, the one, pulling that one out of the closet i was like wow this thing's a hunk of junk yeah if i had <laughs> dropped that that would have um shattered definitely definitely five thousand pieces yeah uh, moving on, on June 6th, we had the Indie Live Expo, which I'm pretty sure was not something I knew about until I wrote up this, these show notes. Yeah, I don't remember any of these. I didn't and see I any of these. Alex, are you telling me you're not excited for Azure Striker Gunvolt 2? Well, here's why I'm not <laughs> excited for that. I was about to point out, I've had that on my 3DS for like four years now. Oh, huh. that's not a new game? That's not a new game. I think it might have just been 3DS exclusive this whole time, so maybe now it's coming out on other things. I never saw the two what before. Is... So this record of Lotus War Deedlit in Wonder Labyrinth game looks incredible. Really? Yeah. It's like a... Right. It looks like Castlevania. It looks like Symphony of the Night. I'm gonna put a highlight on it so I can check it out later. Yeah. It's, worth, it's worth checking out. I'm going to move Alex's highlight up two games so he looks at the wrong game. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, moving on from there. All right, so I didn't put this down. Wait, no. Yeah, I did. That's later on. Hold on. All right, so we have the first day of the five-day IGN Expo March. Exciting. Is there anything on here that we care about? Um, Uh, Alex Kidd, Miracle World. Because that Alex? joke I made seven episodes ago finally pays off. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> I I know nothing about Alex Kid. I think the art style looks cool. I think it's cool that they're doing like a two D like hand drawn animation thing. But it's a it's a cute fucking game. You should get your hands on it. And, it's like, a Genesis play game. It in an emulator. Yeah, it's right? a Genesis game. Yeah. I it's just platformer. Think Mortal Shell looks cool. What is this? It's the it's the not Dark Souls Dark Souls game. Wow. That's a terrible sales pitch, Nelson. <laughs> it, it's my kind of weird gothic horror. Oh, yeah, all right. Yeah. But a different gothic horror than what Dark Souls provides? Just ever so slightly. And yeah, then there was this other more... one, uh, Demon Turf. These it's are, made by the team names. that did Slime Sand. Oh, I love Slime Sand. Yeah. It's like a... Um, it, it looks like a 3D... It, adventure platformer um yeah it's i like the art yeah like the art's pretty lo-fi but i think they pull it off well i think they do too turf so um as we're as we're looking at it so we can kind of explain it to anybody listening um the art is 2d but they ha- but it's a 3d world so they have turnarounds for each perspective um so much it'll like be three quarters or uh, right behind. Right. Uh, we we skipped over it, but Stacko 
from the Wholesome yes. Direct. So yes. it's exactly the same way. All the right. characters cool. are 2D sprites in a 3D world. That's awesome. Yeah. Or like this one indie game you might have heard of called Woodsy. Oh. Not Woodsy. Yeah. yeah. Not sure if anyone's <laughs> seen that one. Uh, <laughs> Alex Kidd does look really good, though. Yeah, I like Alex Kidd. Uh, GTFO. Sure. Continues to try to promise on a new Left 4 Dead. Mm-hmm. And who knows yeah. if they will succeed. Uh, the name is funny. Yes. Yes. It's funny that that's still the name of it. And they didn't yeah. decide on something else. That That's sort of where I was going with that. I didn't know quite how to form a, a good thought. <laughs> what you mean to say is the name's disappointing. <laughs> yes. I mean, most video game names are pretty disappointing. Nelson, I don't know if you... Like, Excuse so many me, Returnal. So, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. 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 What a garbage oh, name. Oh, man. Um. All right. Next up, June 11th, Escapist Indie Showcase. I didn't write anything down for this. I, I don't know anything that happened here. I, it's worth looking back at some of these because if you... Um, just scrolling down, like, uh, what is this? Out of place it doesn't even say like what the genre is which is really funny on this website um they uh on the on the wholesome on the wholesome games thing and also on this escapist showcase they have this game called kiwi spelled k-e-y-w-e and it's a cooperative two-player game where you play as two kiwis the bird that run around that run around a keyboard (laughs) <laughs> and try to collaboratively like solve puzzles and stuff. That's cool. So I like that. Key we. Yeah. Get it? Yes. We we yes. we like the Wii U. Exactly. <laughs> Exclusively coming to the Wii U. Um all right. That's Escape is into showcase. IGN Expo Day 2. Alex, let's talk about a game called <gasps> Twelve. No, 13. Uh, it's, yeah, I actually noticed you wrote 12 first and was like, uh, hang on. <laughs> uh, well, that's the E3 recap site had it as 12. So What? E3 recap site? Get it together. <laughs> uh, it's thir- 13. It's a remake of a, uh, a comic book styled first person spy thriller FPS. Uh, it was on like GameCube, PS2, and PC way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Maybe Xbox 2, I don't recall. Um, a lot of time and effort was poured into this special gem of a game that just didn't get recognized until years later. And so I guess, yeah, it's right for a remake. Uh, I don't like how this remake looks. I don't either. I think uh, I think it's um, kind of kind of shoddy, kind of a shoddy remake. I was think it? it's it's lost a lot of the charm because uh, uh, part of like the look of the original is really honing in on how, you know, we've only got so many polys and they've made it look really nice with that with the comic book style and then i have a bunch and it kind of ruins it i would i will say i think they also made it look nice but they didn't make it look like a good comic book art style they just made made it it look good they made it look borderlandsy they made it but they didn't make it look borderlandsy enough like they didn't sure it's like it's it's missing flat four degrees of cell shading yeah it's like gone from a Silver Age comic book to like, uh, to to like, <laughs> like an a Alan 90s. Moore, yeah, nineties, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
and and I don't know. There's a there's a time and place for those kinds of comics, and it, it doesn't work for this style of game. There's also like a lack in this gameplay of of the really cool picture in picture mm-hmm. stuff that it originally did. Where like if you got a really cool kill, you get like some panels open up in the corner. It like showed the guy falling off a cliff or yeah. or yeah. Um, it's just the voice acting didn't seem as strong. I don't know if they re-recorded any of it. I remember it having kind of a baller B list cast like yeah David, David Duchovny. They had Adam West. Uh, oh, who, okay. Well, yeah, they can't they re-record those. Can't re-record Adam West. Uh, <laughs> you know, I bet, I bet, if you approach Seth MacFarlane, I bet there is like enough. There's enough audio in like some Family Guy vault somewhere. That'd be nuts. That you could <laughs> just you like could, reconstruct yeah. some Adam West lines. You make like a voice font for Adam West. I, I'm not willing to get into the ethical discussion of that right now, but uh, <laughs> something, something, something. Marlon Brando in yeah in uh, Superman. Right. Mm. No, Seth MacFarlane owns Adam West's voice now. Oh. Now that he's Well, dead. that's that's a shame. Uh <laughs> So yeah, I I'm not feeling this remake. I'm just going to play I'm just going to replay 13 on my PC. I think like, 13 I, mean, I I think the picture in picture stuff bums me out the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looks real a, bad in the mm-hmm. in the in the trailer I saw. It's like it's such more, a hallmark yeah. of the original series. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, original game, not a series. I thought, I thought it was just kind of like a generic it, hallway shooter but it's like a it's like a it's like a proto far cry yeah is it, it it's it's yeah, got some that. pretty basic immersive sim elements one thing i completely forgot about actually was the fact that you can pick up nearly any object and use it as an improvised weapon Ooh. uh small objects you can throw big objects you can smash over people's heads like you can just carry a wooden chair with you through the whole level and then and, and bash it over someone uh, yeah, i like that prototype stealth elements uh it's all there Mm. This good ass game. Uh, I still be willing to check out the new one just because I'm I'm curious what because yeah. like it might not like look great like it might not like look like slavishly dedicated to the to the look and feel but maybe it maybe it plays maybe it plays great. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Is this game called Bravery uh, Network Online? That is beautiful. Yeah, so Bravery Network Online um, was one of the Untitled Publishers games mm. uh, with like um, Overwhelm uh, when Untitled Publisher first became a thing and then rapidly stopped being a thing. <laughs> and now they are like Alliance because like Untitled Publisher was underneath like Alliance Media Group and now it's just like Alliance Games or something like that. Um, but yeah, Bravery Network Online is like an- another indie Pokemon, but like a traditional. Yeah. It's like turn-based a turn-based Pokemon. RPG with the aesthetics of a fighting game. Yeah. All right. And everything's hand-drawn, too. Right. But doesn't it have, like, a... Aren't they supposed to be, like, street dancers or something? Like, isn't it, like, a breakdance competition or something like that? So that is not extremely clear from this um, one-minute trailer. Okay. But I want to say yes. So make friends, <laughs> challenge strangers, and fight strategic turn-based battles in a post-apocalyptic world. Okay, so it is battling. Um, yeah. I think a lot of a lot of game I mean like Ooblets is like your Ooblets are dancing. Like they're not fighting. Hmm. Like they're all dance competitions. So I think a lot of people are like really taking the heart, the like animal cruelty criticisms yeah. of Pokemon and trying to see how they can make Pokemon without it being about violence. Yeah. Well, I think that's just always been one of the one of the more interesting challenges is just like how do you interact with the world when you're not punching something or shooting something? And I want I don't know, ask Neil Druckmann. Maybe they did they find an answer yet? 
Yeah. Woof. <laughs> also true. Uh, all right, Alex, this is the last game. There's one more thing on here, yeah. Yeah. That is kind of important. Spell break. Uh, so I believe this was the announcement that it's coming to consoles, uh, specifically uh, Switch. Okay. Uh, among others. There's other consoles, I guess, but, you know, it's coming <laughs> to Switch. Uh, and then right after this, it was interesting, like, right around the time I saw this, I, I had signed up for the beta access uh, some time ago, but I got an email, and I got some extra keys, so I gave you one. Mm-hmm. And we both, we haven't played it together yet, but we played some Spellbreak. We did. What did you think of it? I I still think its systems sound super brilliant on mm. paper. Uh, I'm running into my my usual issue with like battle royales and that I don't have th- the time to do any of the cool shit. Sure, I'm too busy like you know being wary of other players and and like uh, totally unaware of what to do, running and hiding, and then dying the second I'm spotted. Uh, um, yeah, <laughs> this game looks cool. It, it- it's super cool in a lot of ways. Yeah, so basic basic pitch is that it's a it's a third person uh um, wizard battle royale. Right. You are casting spells. There are like elemental like attunements for so like you have like a kind of like Apex, you have a class at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh and you pick the class and the class the class like determines your starting element. Mm-hmm. Um so you have a you have a left-handed gauntlet that you start with which is your like primary uh spell and it has like an instant attack and then it has like a charge and then you have a right-handed gauntlet that you don't have at the beginning that's part of your loot cycle that you have to find and that could be any other elements um and then that also has like an instant like cast or throw and then like a a, a big one and they all have like cooldown so it's a little world of warcrafty in that sense where like you'll use something and it has a cooldown your mm-hmm. primary fire for both gauntlets is solely tied to your mana so you can only okay. fire right. as long as you have mana and that recharges so like your ammo is a universal pool Got which it. is cool your mana also charges a sort of glide you can jump and mm-hmm. as long as you have mana you can you can float around a little bit <laughs> yeah. uh you get a rune which is a tactical ability that's a loot thing you can pick up ranging from like invisibility to a few seconds of sustained flight uh there's there's like uh, a there's like a um uh who's the it's like a who's the hunter in in apex that you play bloodhound? a lot oh yeah there's yeah. a there's, there's a sonar like, yeah it's like a bloodhound s sonar uh there's a gear like boots that make you faster a belt that provides magical shield so armor so cool. uh, regular trappings there's like an amulet yeah. that like increases something hmm. your um, mana so your ammo pool essentially yeah. i just compare uh, the rarity and equip the more the rarer the, one. The cool stuff, the interesting stuff, is that all of the magic has been given a sort of Breath of the Wild-esque light systemic overhaul. Mm-hmm. And that they all interact with each other and do different things based on what hits what. Okay. So if you hit, say, like the Earth Gauntlet can fire a large boulder. If you hit that with a fireball, it becomes a flaming boulder. And, and hits the ground with like a much larger explosion uh if you have the wind uh the wind gauntlet you can conjure a tornado and if you hit that with a lightning strike it becomes a lightning tornado <laughs> the tornado can also do things like redirect attacks back at other people um all of all of the spells interact in a way all of the elements do things that interact one of the first thing ones they teach you i think is like the poison gas 
from the poison element stuff yeah uh can be exploded with fire so like that's one way you can take people out that's cool uh the uh, one other thing i keep forgetting to mention that i realize now is super different from other battle royales is there's no like bus or plane dropping you onto the island you just pick a spot and <laughs> yeah. you start dropping onto it mm-hmm. yeah. yeah you pick like a portal location and there are like similar to uh apex there can be parts of the map that like on that particular run are like high loot but they're called like what they call the mana vaults i believe something like that there are these like items that you walk up to and you activate it and then it has a 20 second like channel time yeah and then after that it spawns like a bunch of high tier loot um but it basically like calls attention to itself while it's doing that so someone could like come down and pounce on you and they are also like displayed where they are on the map that's cool um yeah so i played two rounds of this I, I, I <laughs> it's uh it's very floaty it feels yeah. a lot like Fortnite in the sense that like you, you you jump around a lot to not get hit and and all not a lot of weight to the attacks which makes more sense here at least because it's like magic and not a gun but right. uh what is magic know. though if not if not a gun another if, type of gun if not a gun yeah. <laughs> i mean these are just questions we have to ask yeah. right yeah, this is this. These are the conundrums J.K. Rowling encountered daily. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, oh, no. is magic yeah. not just a really cool gun? I mean, mm. if it was, would it be in those books? Also, are trans people people? Like, <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's having a rough time. She's having a rough time. Uh, yeah, because she's an ass. It's uh, weird. Right, it's, yeah, it's let's... weird that she immediately had an answer for one of those questions and still <laughs> and pondering still the other. Still working on the other. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, moving on. Yeah. Uh, so June eleventh was just a bunch of fucking shit being announced all at once. Apparently, um, I guess all these people needed to get out of the way of of the PlayStation Five. <laughs> uh, reveal event that was originally going to be, I think, a, a week prior, but because of obviously the murder of George Floyd right. and everything, mm. they, yeah. they, moved it back. they pushed everything back, which they should have, yeah. which was good on them. Yeah. Um, so this is the real shit right here. Yeah, this is, this is, the, this is, the, big, this is the big leagues. Big uh, gamer. So, so why not start out with the most major, uh, amazing announcement than Grand Theft Auto V again. <laughs> well, no. it made the rest of it seem really cool by comparison. <laughs> It was like you know what? Start with the bar. Start with the bar so low. What a great way to think about it. Up. What a great way to think about it. <laughs> I'm so mad. Think. This is literally the 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 second new generation uh-huh. that a like announcement stream has started with Grand Theft Auto. Also, like, how do you not? How do you look at the world right now and not start your um your <laughs> event with Spider Man Miles Morales? Yeah. What if? What an easy decision I, it could have been. Yeah, I'm thinking this was probably pre-recorded. It was definitely pre-recorded. Some time, yeah. but you can edit but, the like. Yeah, somebody should have gone through and done an edit. But I like think you open the Premiere file. You're right. right. You're right. I, I think move there's those like two MP4s. You mm-hmm. swap them. I think there's like executive level decisions, and one of them is not. Hey, let's go back and re-edit this. Also, I mean, like, all right. So GTA Five is the putting it on another goddamn console like in mm-hmm. oh by the way if you have it on ps4 right now and you log in every month you get a million dollars in gta online yippee mm-hmm. um i also <laughs> think i heard someone said that they're like 
breaking out GTA Online GTA and Red Dead Online, Online will be free. Um, but that's wild. You have to if you want to play through the game, you have to buy GTA Five right. on PS4. I mean, sorry, on right. PS5. Do you think they're going to do an upgrade path sure. from PS4 to PS5? Mm-hmm. Well, actually, that, why would they have to? Like, why would they? Why would they have to say that? Because it's not explicit. Because... No, no, no. Why would they want to do an upgrade path for if if the only thing you have to do is keep your user account? Are you talking about online or for? No, I'm talking about the the campaign. single player. I don't. I don't think they're going to do a, an upgrade. I path. mean. Th- they obviously don't have like as for the single player they obviously don't have as big as a pitch as they did for from ps3 to ps4 with hey now it's you can play the game first person or like look at these graphics right because if they if they tout out hey look at these graphics again no one's gonna give a shit yeah like they it's the it's the same fucking game game. (laughs) yeah yeah like it's not even like the best gta and the online kind of sucks how the are you people still really playing GTA Online? You, 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 if your character trips and falls, he dies. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> like, unless you have like a dedicated posse to play that game with, like any of the structured missions are impossible to play. I've tried to play GTA so many goddamn times, and every time I go into like one of those high setup missions, it's fucked. Like, how are people playing this game? I don't understand. I don't how is it so popular? How does it make them so much money? It's just enough whales, I guess. And like enough stragglers. But Miles Morales looks cool. Yeah, Miles Morales looks amazing. Let's talk about about better games. Yeah. So. Like Gran Turismo. Nope. (laughs) No. (laughs) God, no. Um, The the part of the Gran Turismo (laughs) reveal that was just like a minute of uninterrupted driving. And it was just like. I thought you were going to talk about the the overlay, the map, like the the the. the, 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 like the fucking mobile game, yeah. yeah. Looking, I don't think that's hell? that's was that a mobile game? I think it that's looked in like one GT Seven, but I think that, that but that's what GT players come to expect. They expect that. That is what they're there for. They're for that like simulation, not only the simulation racing, but also the the fucking like management shit. Where it looks like like the Kim Kardashian, it, it looks like fucking like Mafia Town or Farmville, right? Like, <laughs> it's bad. It's All right. bad. All right, no, okay, we're done talking. Spider Man Miles Morales looks so good. Is an awesome looking game that they super fucked up the messaging on. They botched the introduction, and it was yeah so yeah. stupid. Sorry, I'm just looking at the I'm just looking at the trailer again because it's so pretty. It's good. It's good. Miles looks great. So the messaging mm-hmm. on this originally, some exec was like, "Yeah, it's it's just Spider Man one again, but with some DLC." Is how it was pitched. Yeah, it was like this is bridging content between Spider Man and Spider Man two, which is not the case. It is a it is an Uncharted Lost Legacy. It is a uh, infamous First Light. It is a dedicated standalone experience. We play as Miles. I think. I think they compared it directly to Lost Legacy, so I think that's like ten to twenty hours where you play as Miles, um, which is great. Like, I'll fucking play that. Fuck yeah! Oh yeah. Well, so the thing was um, when we when we were watching the trailer in the beginning, and they like years ago when they first revealed Spider Man, and they showed Miles at the very end of the trailer. Um, 
I was convinced that Miles would be in like playable in that game by the end of the first game. Well, he is playable in that game, though. I mean, not as Spider-Man, but he is playable. I thought he would be playable as Spider-Man I, I or as a as an untrained Spider-Man. Not to be a Will Actually guy, but Will Actually is playable. But I, it's very different. But I actually do very much. Uh, I, I like the Miles Morales missions. Like I liked him yeah. pre superpowers because I thought those were it broke up the what sometimes could become monotony. Monotonous. Oh yeah, no, it was by the end of the game or really by the DLC, it it was. It was pretty monotonous. Or the MJ's levels. MJ's were, were actually really cool. Um, how do you make a game uh, with Miles Morales and not address what's happening yeah. if this is coming out? Also, like, you know, as much as I like that Spider-Man game, like... He's a cop. He's a cop. He calls himself cop. Spider-Cop. There, like, there's a giant surveillance state in New York City. You are literally going around to surveillance towers and reactivating them for the police. Yeah... There, look, okay, so spoilers, big spoilers and, for this game. There's still like issues. I, they just gotta like gloss over the fact that Morales' dad is named Jefferson, Jefferson Davis, Davis and also a cop. Like, oh, please don't do that. It's bad. <laughs> I, I don't know. Just that's how he always was, though. I yes, but it was never. It was never great. It was. It was problematic yeah. then too. And I think we, yeah. we need some retconning, and we need some, or or at the very least, just like ignore it. Which I mean made worse by the fact that i think i like his dad's depiction in both the spider-man in that game and then also in into the spider-verse like i think mm-hmm. he's a good character too. yeah i do too yeah 100 yeah. i just think Absolutely. he is, has an unfortunate name uh and also why is he a cop um <laughs> which i'm sure honestly like i would not be surprised if they do bring up both aspects in the sure in but Spider Verse Two. Oh, sure. Not this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they bring it up in this, it'd be like a. I'd be more surprised. It'd be like a Brooklyn Nine Nine type of like, real bad navel gazing. Like, here's our episode about how the police morality is bad, but we still need the police. At the Boy, end of the day, it's not. Um. Oh, it's gonna. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. What do you think? You you think Jake Peralta is gonna go super Antifa? He's gonna be like, yeah, a cab. I'm out. What if Amy just went full 180? I can see that. She's definitely too smart to be a cop. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> Talked about Ratchet and Clank already a little bit, but looks pretty. Yes. No loading. It's a game. It's, look, like super realistic looking games, realistic graphics with the photogrammy, photo, f- photogrammy, what, how do you say it? Photogrammetry. Photogrammetry are cool. Like I think it's cool that you scan this brick wall texture and you put it in the game and it's like, that's some high fidelity, but I think like a cartoony ass game with the same level of detail looks phenomenal. Yeah, go yes. just, go just like full Pixar yes. with it, man. Make yeah. it gorgeous. Also, forgot to almost forgot to mention this. Uh, that new Lombax is trans. Oh, really? Which the is not, cool. The not ratchet, right? Lombax. Well, so uh, essentially, a lot of fans of the series started to kind of like point out like isn't it canon that female lombaxes don't have tails and this one does and then apparently the designer for this character is trans and hell yeah and like no one in the studio was denying it in fact many of them were just kind of like egging it on like uh you're picking it up like so 
everyone's just kind of aware that that this new Lombax awesome. is trans. That's, That's awesome. Cool. Great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I wonder how big must Insomniac be? Big. Like, and I wonder. If I feel big. like they're not. They're not. They're not like Rockstar big. Sure. They're probably like. But have they gotten bigger since they got acquired by Sony? Like, are they a two game studio? Why? What do you think there are other? Spider-Man. Oh, that's right. They're making Spider-Man and Rushing Clank. Like uh, I forgot that was Insomniac for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> Are they a three-game studio? Can they make um, Sunset Overdrive again? I think. Uh, uh, well, my, we're, Miles Morales is again like probably going to use a lot of assets and code from mm-hmm. yeah the original Spider-Man. So that's sort of like making half a game as opposed to. Uh, and clank which is sort of like their their a game their sure. focus i guess right that's that's how i would imagine it so maybe they're not like a two game studio but they are like a one and a half game studio that makes sense <laughs> um uh, project athea was what i was thinking of yeah this is the unreal five double game. like this is just like that also and i was trying to look up like who is working right. on it because gary witta oh is he writing on it yeah uh um Wait, hold on. Is this really not the Unreal thing? <laughs> it's apparently not. It's distinct okay. enough. Like if you look, if you compare them side by side, you're like this this female protagonist is not the same. Like this rocky plateau she's on is not the same. But it's like it's like at, if you at, at a so. glance, <laughs> at a glance, you're like, but this is the same game. Yeah. Okay. Where where All one right. of them is actually not a game. It's just a tech demo. Right. If you say so. Um. Yeah, I got nothing else about. I mean, it seems, it seems cool. Looks stray. great. People seem real psyched on Stray. A, inject that Annapurna shit straight into my veins. B, what? There's a cat? Do it now. Like, <laughs> that's that's really all I need. It's a cat <laughs> courier game where you, like, live in, like, a metropolis, like a steampunk, not steampunk, like a cyberpunk, like, uh, rainy day neon laced Metropolis. City of robots. City of robots, and the robots look friendly. Astro's Astro's playroom looks like you can jump into older versions of the PlayStation. Like they had the the data towers from the PlayStation Two intro, and as the little robots, you could jump into it. Is that what we're jumping ahead to? Yeah. You, why are we Why are we jumping to this? Oh no, we're talking about Stray. But are we? We are. <laughs> I thought, I thought you were talking about are there any other things that were coming up? Uh there's a number we in here I still wanna Yeah. Oh well then never mind, I'll just sit here. Yeah, we gotta I think I think I think this is where like most of the most of the meat is in terms of like announcements for me right. at least. Uh we got Returnal, which is a lame name, but for a cool looking game. It looks like a, a new control. It, yeah, it looked cool until she started until she started shooting shit. And I was like, okay. Well, I, I, I think you can be cool and shoot shit. I, I mean, I like control a lot and it reminds me of kind of like an echo meets control. And yeah. I'm like, I want I want to explore more things in that aesthetic space. So I'm all for it. It's made by the same team that did Resogun and Next Machina. Oh, that's oh. interesting. So, yeah. yeah, people really huh. like Resogun. Yeah. Um, I just I like th- this game, this game. And then that fucking that samurai shooter thing like these are the two games that really epitomize like i hate this aesthetic like i hate this (laughs) i hate this sleek like mass effect-esque like 
tech future Can we throw godfall into that oh it's godfall sucks on its own different things like the the music they tried tying with that it's like what if it was too human but we put a rap song over top of it and i was like yeah. <laughs> oh god you are obviously published by gearbox because yeah <laughs> no other game would be this tone deaf right mm-hmm. um but no i just i like the sleek again it 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 feels it feels weightless to me it feels like it doesn't Mm -hmm. have any like depth to it it's like okay you made like like you sure did have some really cool concept art at one point and then made a really pretty game off of that and that's cool but i'm just so not into that anymore like you can't sell me on like this like really banal what seems to be banal world building that is like oh we really liked interstellar but what if we made a game that was that had like some of the interstellar aesthetics, but like more sci-fi-y? And I'm just like, I don't, I don't, and it like, maybe it's great. Maybe it'll be great. But like, and I mean like, and there is a narrative thrust to that game, right? Because it's very, uh, it's got like a, it's like a Groundhog Day thing. It's got like a time loop yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is fine. But I don't know. It just, it, it seems like, like Nelson... I'm sure like when you were in at brand center, like you've done like um, mood board pitches or like theme pitches, like here's an aesthetic we're going for. And I feel like a lot of these like next gen games are just doing that. The same aesthetic. Yeah. Well, oh, but, or just like pitching it based on the aesthetic. Right. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. And I'm just like, okay, like I don't need, I don't <laughs> need to be like thrown into this different world to be sold on a game. Just give me something that's like, that's, that's interesting yes you like your substance over your style yeah but what, what was it oh it was i mean at some point we'll get to it but like the cyber that's latest cyberpunk trailer which is so disappointing because it was just like very action movie e whereas yeah. like the previous trailers were very uh you know very blade Runner. they were inspired. world setting right they were more interesting yeah mm-hmm. and then this one's like yeah fuck you fuck this ah! which is not what Returnal's going for but like even what returnal is trying to pitch itself with is has been done has been done ad yeah. nauseum and i'm just like i don't like this is the chance to like give us some like this is a new property but it's not it's not interesting to me anyways that's my i think that's fair that's my yeah. complaint that's your eternal um anyone want to talk about Sackboy? boy anyone super I'm only disappointed that they took the one unique thing away from little big planet which is just made it a creation? platformer yeah like the creation and the and the customization mm. yeah but they got dreams the- now like, yeah. like dreams is the end point of little big planet sure but i mean i could see that eh, it just feels like but also is there a dreams on ps5 great question mm. um i did i know at the very least media molecule was talking about trying to find a way that you can export your creations onto pc or out of out of ps4 so you're not just locked into that ecosystem so i they are at least thinking that far ahead shit maybe i should get dreams i every time i look at dreams i was like i should really get into dreams and like but i also know i i know real programming like i can i don't so <laughs> well it'd be a great place to start um yeah. it just i don't know it's really impressive what people are making in there store.playstation.com oh, here we go <laughs> was it like 40 bucks or something i forget how much it is probably give me one second yeah 40 bucks okay all right I also think there's a free demo, so I'm downloading that to my PlayStation 4 now. I also think it's funny how Sackboy is. So the game we're talking about is called Sackboy colon a big adventure, and it's just Super Mario 3D World. Yes. Yeah. It, it's a four player. 
isometric perspective, 3D platforming, Sackboy, and great for the people that really wanted a sequel to 3D World. And it's weird that this didn't come out on the PS4 already. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And that, like... Also, it's weird that, like, Sumo Digital's making it, because... Oh, are they? I would ra- Yeah, I would rather them be making another <laughs> Sonic racing game. But that's me. You want Sonic All-Stars Racing Transform 2? Yes. Is that the proper title? I don't know if I got that title right. You got it right. Oh, wow. Son- No, I think it's Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing Transformed. Sonic All-Star. Oh, you're... What? Nope. No, Sonic... Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed. No? Yes. Ew, I hate it. They dropped the Sega. Huh. The previous game had Sonic and Sega, but this is just Sonic... Wait. Yeah, Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed. Hmm. Why do you have to do and... Because they started bringing in people that weren't just from Sega. I think. No, well, yeah, because they started uh, bringing in like Wreck-It Ralph and shit like that. And Banjo-Kazooie. Huh. Excuse me, Banjo and Kazooie. Banjo and Kazooie. Uh, uh, super, super. Does the Super Monkey Ball monkey have a name? Yes. Chip, chip, cheap, cheap. Something like that. That's, that that's the right. fish I, from I? Mario. It's cheap, cheap. I, I. I, yeah, I, that's, really? that's one of them. I know they all have different names. Great. Yeah. Cool. But the, but this is the the main monkey. <laughs> I'm the main monkey. I'm the main. I, monkey. Let's see. I I Mimi Gon Gon Yan Yan Doctor Jam. Uh, Hell yeah. <laughs> these are not as cool as Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong and Funky Kong and Cranky Kong. Why would you name a Kong? monkey after a different animal, Dylan? All right, Donkey Kong's just as ridiculous as the rest of them. Look, he was originally called Monkey Kong, and then there was a typo, and now he's Donkey Kong. Is that the actual story? Yeah. Fucking hilarious. All right, uh, we got a Twisted Metal spiritual successor. It is so far away from the D. It wasn't typed. This was like for the arcades. At some point, someone did a D instead of an M. Okay. Anyways, Destruction (laughs) All-Stars. We have a Twisted Metal spiritual successor. Much in the same way, everything in the aughts and the late aughts must be. It's much more colorful I and friendly. also hate uh, this aesthetic. I hate this fucking like, oh, esports fucking like, influencer shit. It's fine. I like it because it's, because it's making fun of itself. Yeah, yeah. but like, so many games have already done that. Sure. I, uh, but that doesn't mean we have to stop. Look, I'm excited for this game because I want to play a car combat game. Uh, I bought Wreckfest. I still haven't played Wreckfest, but I'll play a Destruction Derby. What has guns? Uh, mm-hmm. There are guns mm-hmm. in this, right? Aren't there? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm into that. Kenna. Yes. Are, are we done? Are we done with Destruction All Stars? Yeah. Are we I done? don't got much else yeah. to say. The the oh, the oh, three oh. seconds of silence is yeah. what. It, it is cool that you can run around after your car blows up. Yeah, I like yes. that. I just try I to like stay that. alive. That's yes. a, a good It's like twist. falling off your skateboard in skate. Great. <laughs> yeah. And running around. Uh, yeah, Kenna. Is this how you pronounce it? Kenna, mm-hmm. Bridge of Spirits. It's not Kena? I don't think it's Kena. I think they said Kenna in the trailer. Okay. Um, and what's funny is that in a, another showcase, uh, someone said a completely different name for this game. <laughs> Oh. And when the developers came on, they had to correct them. It was like, actually, our game is called Kenna Bridge of Spirits. Spirits. <laughs> All right. So a little uh, background to this game. Uh, this mm-hmm. game is being developed by Ember Labs, 
which is a uh, uh, like a design uh, ad firm out of LA. It's it's like a just a creative venture beat, right? Right. Kind of well, do, do a whole lot of stuff. Yeah, they do like animations and stuff. I mean, Alex, I know you know them from that Majora's Mask fan right. fan. They video. did that. They did. Yeah the the terrible oh, fate short shit. Oh yeah, this is just the two brothers, right? Yes, and Mike Greer mm-hmm. and I forget Mike's brother's name. And and Dylan just like didn't see a reason to tell us, I guess, that he used to work for them. Well, what? It, it wasn't a big gig. So so <laughs> Mike and his brother, um, their dad, their dad uh, Ed Greer is the you could beat uh, up your dad. He, he can't. <laughs> <laughs> He's a strapping dude. He is the 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 dean for the school of business at VCU. Um, oh. So at some point, I forget how this happened, but at some point, uh, uh, I got a gig writing mock reviews for Ember Labs. Um, so this was about four years ago or so. I mean, we literally talked about it in the podcast at some point, um, but they were looking for someone to do mock reviews for games that they were interested in like either the gameplay of or the aesthetic of for just, just to get information. Cause this is like, I, I assume like right when they were like entering pre-production for, for Kenna. Sure. Um, so the games they had me look at were games like uh, Ori and the blind forest. Uh, this very kind of not too great game. It's called son of Nor. It was like this third person action adventure game. It's like, it was a very like low budget indie game. Um, I think Little Nightmares was an- mm. another game that uh, they were interested in me looking at. But yeah, so I mean, I did I did a mock review for Ori and the Blind Forest for them. It, they only wanted me to do the first like five hours. Um, mm-hmm. So I did like a first five hour impression review and I wrote the review and they paid me for it and they compensated me for the game. And, and I talked to Mike at some point because we were just talking about like what he was looking from for me and like what they were doing. And he was asking me like, I was like, Oh, I'd be interested in helping like in terms of development. And he's like, Oh, do you know UE? I was like, ah, I'm, I'm more of a unity guy. And so I assume this game is made in UE, but uh, that's cool. I mean, they're obviously the, the animation chops that that studio has is on display here in, yes. in this game. Um, I think it's cool. I think it's obviously like the games I listed that they wanted me to look at are obviously like you could see the inspiration on the mm-hmm. sleeve of this game. Yeah, um, like plus Pikmin. Plus Pikmin. Right. So like the game <laughs> itself is like you play as this woman, Kenna, who like lives in like this very like like Fern Gully-esque fantasy world, like very like imbued with nature and all this stuff. And there are these little spirits that act as like yeah your pikmin or like your minions and overlord and you use them to like help you in combat and there's like spell casting and stuff too very uh um high production values like very yes. pretty game like looks like looks like a cg animation looks like something you would see in like dreamworks or something mm-hmm. um that's cool so that's so that's my <laughs> So that's my interaction with this game. I mean, I'm excited for it. I think it looks like it. Like you said, I think it looks stunning. Yeah, it um, it gives me um, it gives me cameo vibes, like a little too much. Do you remember the Mark of Cree? Yeah, it gives me that vibe. I, yeah. Oh my gosh. There's something about it that just like it, I think it's because a little bit more than cameo. Mark of Cree is like exaggerated mm. in the character design, well, so I, it feels like it would 
lend itself to this kind of animation really well. Well, mm-hmm. I think um, I think I think of the cameo thing first and foremost just because it's a fantasy game, but also it's a launch title because cameo is a launch mm-hmm. title for was it three sixty. 360. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and we all remember Cameo, a well-regarded <laughs> and well-remembered name. I don't know. It's just, it worries me that this game, like, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't feel like it has a huge, like, thing separating itself from the pack outside of, okay. like, it's a very pretty game. Like, yeah. if, if they're able to take their, like, animation industry, like, gusto and knowledge and expertise and, like, make something unique... For this, like it stands a chance, but if it's just going to be like another generic action adventure game, like I'll put it over here with Rise, Son of Rome, and call it a day. Fair. <laughs> like that's my thing. I don't want it to do bad. Um, yeah. But I think what excites me more is like my personal attachment to this project, even though it's very minute. And it's, I'm excited to see that like they were able to like stick to creating something. Um, yeah, and and make something of it. Which I mean, I don't know. It seems like they had the resources to do it, given that they're an animation studio in LA, and people really like that fan project. Uh, that 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 Majora's Mask fan animation they did, and, and also like before their dad was the dean of of the school of business, he was the CEO of Disneyland Resorts. So I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure oh. there's some resources they could tap into. Yeah, probably. I bet they're fine. <laughs> yeah, like probably a few. Yeah. Oh, um, all right. But yeah, so that's 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 Kina, Kenna, Kina, Kenna, Kenna, cameo. Cameo. It's also the names are too <laughs> okay. similar. Like it's just like you're really, you're really testing fate. It's got a K sound. All right, Alex. I like, I like co-op in concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I haven't played Nog. But uh, you know, there's a, I know people that work over at co-op, and they all seem like really nice folks. I, I gotta be honest, I was just so wowed by Nog. Like I'm willing to give anything of there's a shot sure. now. That's but, all. But uh, this game, <laughs> Goodbye Volcano High, seems like like I think this was the point when we got to this game. Like I was excited for Miles Morales and stuff, but like a lot of the other games, I was like, okay, okay, okay. Like we have a sequel, we have a platformer, we have something trading in sci-fi aesthetic. Goodbye Volcano High is like perfectly unique in a lot of ways this it really stood out <laughs> and i i don't know i'm excited for this game yeah um, it definitely yeah. stood out uh i i think it's really funny how like uh, it being a ps5 event and all and everyone's just like look at all these amazing graphics and all these stupendous uh uh uh, visuals and worlds and look at all look at all this technology can grant us and like here's a visual novel here's mm-hmm. a, here's a visual it's novel yeah. that takes place in high school with furries right hell yeah drop it, the mic it's, they're not furries they're dinosaurs well they're one scalies. of them is, no one of them is no definitely oh, a mammal there are definitely ma- there are furries and scalies like they they hit the whole spectrum <laughs> well i mean i think it's sort of drawing from like recent scientific knowledge that dinosaurs have feathers so mm. like a lot of them are feathered mm. um but there's definitely like a yeah. cat or something wasn't there I don't think so. Um, I'll 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 look through it while you guys talk. I'll look through and they're this also like art. very stylized. I think the the name and and everything seems to suggest that it's like purely dinosaurs. And I I'm super curious to see where that goes. Yeah, I, there's it... a part of me that is thinking this is going to be reflective of like our current generation's uh, awareness oh, yeah. of like of of like a downhill trend. 
that our, it that our species is having. It de- and def- like, sounds about right. Yeah. If it can sort of capture that in the lens of like dinosaurs aware that I don't know, a bunch of volcanoes might be erupting or right. a meteorite might be coming, like that will be a fascinating experience. There's definitely to say a, the least. a tinge of like a doomsday vibe at the very least mm. to the name. Um, and, and the logo. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I mean, and a lot of games like have kind of like hit on this very like uh, uh, precious um, um, like coming of age story that also is wrapped. Like, I mean, Donnie Darko, right. Is mm-hmm. like the, the, the uh, poster boy for, for this type of storytelling. But in games you have games like you have life is strange. The first season of life is strange. You have oxen free. You have games right. of that sort. Um, I think this is uh, a trading in that tradition and I'm, I'll play more of those. Yeah, I'll play more oh, of those, yeah. more than Gran Turismo 7. Yeah, I'm into it. Also, just went through it. Um, looks like all dinosaurs, but with feathers. Interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kate Gray is a uh, narrative designer, I believe, on this. Oh, good. Um, uh, yeah, just a, a lot of good folks at co-op um, working on this. I think uh, Kate was... Kate and I are both admins in the Finji Discord, and I think she was uh, expressing fear about the co-op Discord slowly becoming a furry Discord, similar to the <laughs> the Finji Discord, also <laughs> having deeply gone that way. Oh, uh, can you send me an invite? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take care. Of, I'll I'll take care of your needs. Finji did actually tweet recently about like we don't just make furry games. We got um yes, uh fuck <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that was, that was a yeah, very good. harris foster tweet it was very yeah <laughs> all right we got a new odd world game it's very odd that more odd world is happening i've never played an odd world game <laughs> i've Nor literally I. only played strangers wrath and strangers wrath is good which but seems that's cool it. it seems like yeah. you have like the bullets that are like the little fur balls they have teeth right you like collect your ammo and it's all living creatures and then they all do cool different things yeah uh, strangers wrath is a solid game uh, but I've literally never been interested in an odd world aside from that. Yeah. Um, this seems like a sequel or like a follow up to like Abe's Odyssey or Munch's Odyssey. Like, again, I know nothing about these games. So I like, I can tell you nothing about the storytelling. Yeah. I'd say the lore. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it looks like more odd world, which yeah, sure. is cool. It's I'm sure satisfying wants. to someone. Yeah. 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 Uh, Someone's excited. All right. Ghostwire Tokyo, a game, an FPS what you shoot finger guns looks like you got zenyatta from overwatch stuck in japan fighting ghosts fighting slenderman like with umbrellas it's uh hell yeah gamers i i think i think that footage looked a little rough yeah Uh, i i mean i I, the the teaser trailer had everything i could have ever wanted and this gameplay trailer had, had everything I could have wanted, including no gameplay. <laughs> I, I just I can be sold on an aesthetic. I can be sold on a mood. And it had uh, very good. Both of those things. Um, this this gameplay looks uh, like there's not much to it uh, or or rather. I don't know. There was like different rooms that all were different, but kind of looked the same enemies that all look the same and then you just kind of blasted them with with naruto hand signals yeah uh, and uh i you know 
some neat aesthetic ideas going on, but I, I need to see more because sure. now that game has dropped from like a, I'm very excited to like I'm kind of excited. Like one hundred percent. Yes. I cannot believe that this is a first person shooter where you are just shooting magic at they, things. They could have made anything <laughs> else. They could have made it anything yeah. else. And I mean like I'm not trying to like keep pr- like the conversation about like violence and like how AAA games always have to like use violence as their mm-hmm. main uh component of Method gameplay of design. Anything. Right. Yeah. Like that's their mm-hmm. main verb like is you know, a conversation we've been having for weeks in light of Last of Us Part 2. But like Come yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. And I had to double check because I so is Tango Gameworks owned by Bethesda? I don't think so. Because Ghostwire Tokyo is for sure being published by Bethesda, and I knew the Evil Within one and two were both published by the Bethesda. Right. But I think Tango Gameworks is um Nope. Nope, they're owned by them. I just checked. Oh, are they really? Yeah. They're owned by Zenimax. Never mind. So it's weird. Okay. We have two like pretty huge like upcoming Bethesda published games in this. Uh, it's this PS5 and what's the other one, Deathloop. That's right, and okay. like right. which we'll get to. I don't know if they consciously like avoided mentioning Bethesda much. It's just it's it's weird given that uh, Todd Howard is such a presence at E3, and there is no. There's no Bethesda stream. There's right? no Bethesda stream. Yeah. So, well, but I think it's I think it's more that Ghostwire Tokyo is a Tango GameWorks game and Deathloop is an Arcane game, and the and that's I guess. And I think I think that's the thing that people would get excited about over the other over them being Bethesda games. Sure. I just like if I mean I'm sure they had the splash screen for Bethesda. I just don't remember sure. seeing it. And it was weird. Like you didn't get a Todd Howard or a Pete Hines coming out and saying something. It was mm. people from the dev team, which is great. Like I'm like, like, yeah, get Shinji Mikami out there because people fucking love, like they're going to fucking remake RE three within the next year. Like, Oh like, yeah. People love Shinji Mikami. So that's fine. Or RE four. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Three came out. People didn't like it. Yeah. And I, it's just weird. It's just weird because, like, I I don't know. I like I like the Todd Howard Road Show. I like seeing him come out. I, no, I think it's great. <laughs> he's the most articulate motherfucker. Like all these other game execs, like can't hold a room, and it's a bummer. I don't know. And also combined with like COVID, is like everyone's audio sounds like ass. Like yes. So I don't know. I'm just I'm just bummed. I'm just bummed. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, all right, so next up, is there anything else about Ghostwire? Nah, I'm good. Okay. That's that's all I got. Um, <laughs> it's like, nah. <laughs> so a new Super Brothers game just came out of nowhere. This is cool as hell. Uh, man, did you guys play Sword and Sorcery? I played a little bit of it. Unfortunately not. I okay. played, so I played it, I think in college, and I played it uh, on Mac. And let me tell you, that game doesn't play well with a magic mouse. <laughs> I bet. So I, well, I did not have a good time with that. It's interesting to me as as a game because it's like built for phones, right. and I feel like the best experience for that game is on phones. It's like all the puzzles involve multi touch. Yeah. Uh, the combat involves like a little bit of motion, 
there's there's a whole lot of depth to it that comes from playing it on a phone. It was like an early iPad success story, right? Like it, it was, yeah, it was like iPhone and iPad golden child for a while. Um, and then, I, so I thought they had made below. So I was like, oh, they've got two <laughs> games under their belt, but no, that's just Capybara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which I believe Capybara helped on uh, on Sword and Sorcery. Uh, but yeah, so this is the, the second Super Brothers game ever. Yeah, it's weird. Which is which is weird. Uh, it looks awesome. It it's looks got, like, so insane. It's like the right amount of experimental, the right amount of of, of mood. It just like yeah. it, it captures the attention. It's called I, it's I, called Jet Two T's Jet the Far Shore. Right. It seems like space exploration. Right. With the tinge of the melancholy. Oh yeah, and 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 kind of, uh, and, and and a very it's not like No Man's Sky where you're just like piloting a ship, but like you know more more like the scientific aspects of it. Well, it also seems like it's like it has like a lot of DNA with like RTSs, right? Like it's that isometric view. Like I don't know if you have like units and you drag right. units around, but it, it looked like you were exploring in that isometric view, which I don't know. Like RTSs, I I sort of equate with. Um, yeah, like 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 grabbing a bunch of things and moving them together, but this more look more like freeform exploration. It just happened to be isometric. Maybe it's more Diablo esque than maybe. maybe it's more of yeah. an action RPG. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Uh, it looks cool. We don't have much else to go on. It just looks amazing. The little astronauts yeah. look like Mirstroika dolls a little bit. It's got yeah. like kind of like oh, yeah. painted porcelain aesthetic. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, this this art is fucking beautiful like some of the, some of these wide shots where it's like we have a thing in the background and that is the point mm-hmm. are just stunning very uh yeah i would see like, like maybe like menacing melancholy like journey or mm-hmm. i was gonna mm-hmm. say journey vibes are there yeah like it's, yeah. it's got some journey going on or some inside vibes maybe not as menacing as as journey yeah. but yeah mm-hmm. or you know shadow colossus i think like mm-hmm. very desolate yet beautiful I don't know. It seems cool. Including giant uh, colossal creatures. All right. Yeah. Well, they're hitting all the notes then. They're hitting all the indie darling notes. Hitting every single note. Uh, Godfall. I, Next. Have, Skip we, it. have we ragged on Skip this game it. enough? Skip it. <laughs> it looks bad. I do like this <laughs> note on here. You want to read that? Yeah. Someone really wanted to make a new two human. What they a just fucking... desperately wanted to make it like they're like Dennis Dyack's baby can't die on the vine. We oh have to, my god! His 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 story trilogy must be completed. If somebody brings that fucking game up as like their inspiration for <laughs> Godfall, I'm gonna be so disappointed. Mm-hmm. I just what is it? It's just a, it's just like a it's, it's just, just an action a, game. It's just yeah, it's just, it's just an action, action melee combat game. That you you put, know what it looks like? It looks like um kingdoms of amalur yeah, it does it looks like yeah. it's like an amalur it's like that it's like that b tier mm-hmm. like fantasy action or that not not here for it personally wasn't, wasn't there a dante's inferno game too that yeah. was just like dante's inferno yeah but dante's uh, inferno was from the dead space people and it was like they were like okay we're gonna get we, we were giving carte blanche on like gore and viscera like it was agony but a but a god of war game Right, so I might play. I might play um, Dante's Inferno next. There's week. a there's an anime uh, just for the hell of it. There's an animated movie of. Dante oh, I know. Oh my god. Oh, we're all cursed to Side consume. Side note: <laughs> anime is very good. I saw on my list. That's all. I can't. I don't have to watch those. 
serialized. You're fine. You're fine. Very excited for the next couple of games. All right, let's let's hit them. Yeah. All right, so Solar Ash, I guess no longer called Solar Ash Kingdom, the new game from Heart Machine. Heart people- Machine. We're getting we're getting a 3D game from Heart Machine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're it's like a like a afterlifey looking like paranormal like mm-hmm. rollerblade. It's like you're running around on skates. It looks like their their teaser earlier mentioned had had like some kind of surfing mechanic. You were definitely hmm. sort of boosting around on on hover boots or something. It uh, yeah. I, I th- this this game has been announced for how long? A year? Two years? At least. Yeah. So it's cool to just get some more news on it. And then they Didn't announced anything. like they partnered like someone bought the rights to make a TV show or movie off of it, and that's never going to become Whoa. anything. But uh, okay. Like someone just bought that. the rights. Someone just bought the rights to Disco Elysium to make a Disco Elysium TV I saw show. That. And yeah. That's never going to happen. Because... That's never going to happen. You know who owns those? <laughs> the same studio that owns the rights to like eight other different indie games. And the only thing really? they've put out, they're one of the production studios for the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Like that's. Uh, oh yeah, no, that happened. Yeah, yeah, uh, that happened because <laughs> that that IP has like twenty plus years of cachet and and notoriety. Like no one's gonna run. And are you saying that Disco Elysium does not? Hey, I like Disco Elysium, but hey, like no one's that name ain't selling. Solar Ash does look phenomenal. It looks cool. Yeah, Um, I'm excited for more from them. I'm curious how what the team is now because I know Teddy Deef is off doing his own thing, so he's not working. I I, I think he's not working on this. Um, Right. So Mm. it's Alex Preston and I guess some other folks. Um, I don't know how many people worked on Hyperlight Drifter, honestly. So. It might be mostly original heart machine people. Um, I don't know, Alex. I are you are you sure you're excited for this next one? Uh, yeah. All right, so we'll we'll get to this in the next roundtable where we can talk about like what we've been playing. Uh, but uh, I recently played through all of Hitman one and two, the new ones. I also um, recently played through all of Hitman one and two. Convinced convinced Dylan to do so. Because it was, uh, I had one for free on PlayStation Plus, and I was like, might as well. And by the time I played that one and finished it, I was like, hey, two definitive or like the gold edition is on PSN for twenty bucks, so I bought it there. And then I rebought both of them for like thirty bucks on Steam for the summer sale. So <laughs> I hate these games, is what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, Hitman is, is such a glorious series. I'm I'm bummed that I didn't discover it sooner, and I'm happy now that I've finished all of two because it ends on a pretty heavy cliffhanger. Yeah, uh, that we're getting a conclusion because this is going to wrap up the trilogy. They said the World of Assassination trilogy, as they call it. Right. Um. It's got a it's got a good story. It's a good spy thriller. Yeah. It's like I think it does a job. It's it's meaty enough. Um, it's it's just such a blast. I, I I like I said, we'll get to a roundtable at some point where we could talk about what we've been playing. But Hitman, super high on my list this year. Um, uh, so I, are, I, oh, I know yeah. you're not a fan, Alex, of the like, uh, 2D animations. Well, not 2D, but like the the more frame limit limited cutscenes they did in two because they were budget constrained. So like, yeah, IO kind of like during this trilogy has kind of been in a weird spot because in the first game they were still owned by what was it square, square? yeah and then yeah. they bought their they bought the rights to their studio back from square along with the hitman ip um and then the second game was published by uh warner brothers 
um, which I'm sure I would just, and I assume they had a smaller budget, which led to like the, the, like the first game had like actual, like fully rendered cinematics. And then the second game had like these weird, like, uh, they like use the models, but they were like, you know, limited frame. It was like some voiceover over like a character, like not talking, but like maybe the camera was rotating around. It them was or something. storyboards essentially. Right. Yeah. You got, you got well done, well made. There weren't just like, you know, sketched storyboards, but like storyboard stills and then some dialogue and then another storyboard still, um, as opposed to, and I think that probably is actually now that I'm hearing it out loud. I'm sort of drawing the dots here. Um, and that square Enix is sort of one of the bigger studios known for like their cinematics. Mm. I mean, they lent it to uh, the Deus Ex games. Uh, uh, they they basically just make really, really good cinematics for all of their games. And I guess when they left, they lost access to that, would be my thinking. Uh, I, I was just assuming they were more time and budget constrained. Uh, it could be that too. But I I don't know for sure. So do you think... Because now the third game, they're self-publishing. Mm-hmm. So do you think they're going to go back? you think they're going to try to do actual cinematics this time? I mean, I hope so. But I'm not gonna. I, I'm. I'm not gonna be. It was the single disappointing thing right. about Hitman Two. And there was honestly, literally nothing else that they did wrong. They weren't so. that bad. Like I actually kind of yeah, liked them. Yeah, and it was fine. Like when you described them to me, I thought they were gonna be way worse. Like I was expecting like a Max Payne one and two. Like here's a comic book panel kind of thing. It's only really jarring to go straight from one to yeah. two yeah. and. And have it be like, whoa, wait a minute, weren't these moving before? Like, <laughs> but I might like those storyboard animations more than because the last two DLC missions, post credits in two, they use like the in-engine models, and like yeah. they don't like do the custom like mouth animations. Mm-hmm. And I like, I think I like that less. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll see. I I, I think it's going to be a great game. Maybe the Cinemax will be the only problem. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. Anyway, very excited. Right. Hitman Three, it's wonderful. Yeah, I wish. I wish they. I wish they leaned harder into the uh, the seasonality aspect of it that they were like marketing with the first game. Because since you bought, because like they the the levels were episodic. Like they didn't all come out at the same time. They came out like yeah. one after another in like month installations. Um, so I was I like, I found that hella confusing and it made me not want to approach the first game. I get that. But also like they were trying to sell that and I wish it was like all of the, like these games weren't Hitman, Hitman two and Hitman three. I wish it was like Hitman season one, Hitman season two, Hitman season three. And I know with mm. two, they just released all the levels at once and then the DLC right. levels came out later. I felt like there was, there was, there was like a branding thing there that they were like interested in and maybe like when they had to like exit from square enix they stuff got messed up and i just wish but i do like that now apparently that all the levels will fold into three yeah yeah so that's that's a good thing that they have been doing and i'm very glad yeah it's a very rock band-esque uh style of doing this Mm -hmm. all right astro's playroom we kind of already talked about it's a 3d platformer with the astrobot it's like a sony thing from the playroom yeah people Uh, people really like that that VR game is yeah. just like the 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 yeah. killer app for. I still haven't Sony. played it yet. I have it, but I still haven't played it. Right. Um. All right, Alex. Time time to gush again. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
I got I I this was the point in the stream where I literally screamed uh in in my house just because uh I backed this game on Kickstarter in like 2015 which is wild it's, we like you were like sunk cost like it's gone yeah I I had just assumed like I I'm never going to play this game it's been essentially they were updating like once a year just being like hi we're still here uh, the first couple, it was like usual Kickstarter fair. Sometimes if, if you back a lot, you'll notice like, you know, it gets really updates are really hot and heavy during the campaign. And then it just like as soon as it's over, they still they'll like be somewhat consistent, but then they'll just like trickle off into nothing. Yeah. Um, and if like a project is eventually not happening, you could just kind of tell when it just like doesn't show up ever. Uh, and yeah, that's sort of what happened with Little Devil Inside. We got a bunch of updates about how like we're moving into a new office space and uh, we're, we're hiring more people with all the money you gave us and progress is great. Buying and then yacht. just like slowly, nothing, slowly, 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 nothing, nothing, nothing. It's it been like dead for two years. And I the funniest thing, it's just like a great day for talking about coincidences, uh, was like the evening before. Mickey and I were talking about Kickstarter things we had backed because she was like interested in doing a pin Kickstarter. But I was like, oh man, I should show you this. This is like my favorite game that I'll never get to play. <laughs> and I like show her the Kickstarter trailer and everything. And then very next day, here's this starting presentation. Level little devil inside is <sighs> back, baby. It's yeah. alive. It's real. It's coming. I'm so gosh dang excited. Uh so it's a Korean developer, you said, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, Neo Stream. Uh, they've got a small handful of things under their belt. They're honestly doing a kind of No Man's Sky thing here, which is a little wary, but like, I, you know, I'll, I'll, I took my chances. Uh, I've already paid my bucks for it. Um, or like, you know, No Man's Sky kept making that something danger guy series. Really small. Oh, Joe Danger. Yeah, t- yeah. Joe Danger. Thank you. Um, indie title for like mobile whatnot and then moved straight into this giant open world sandbox survival sim uh, where I think they've done a bunch of smaller stuff and this is their first huge project I think but it looks great I like yeah. I this is another very striking like oh I've seen nothing like this like the like all the characters look like little puppets like marionettes and they're running mm-hmm. around and they're all like doing goofball stuff they're being chased mm-hmm. at one point with people with bows and arrows the, uh, the Kickstarter trailer is still just as striking I yeah. mean it, it feels like something totally new and interesting I mean it's it's Zelda like but they're all sort of vignettes uh, they're presented to you in a Monster Hunter kind of style where you're talking to a quest giver. Now, why'd you have you to get... ruin it for me? I, listen, it's not Monster Hunter combat. It's just, you, you're just like, you get a quest and you go to an area and it's like a, you, there'll be different quests in the same area, but it's all about this little nugget of exploration that you get. Um, it's sort of everything that I've pieced together from my knowledge and, and the updates in Kickstarter. Um, it's... Yeah, it's it's one of my favorite favorite things that I've ever seen, and I'm so glad it's still here. Yeah, I think uh, I don't know. I went from not knowing about this game at all to being really excited about it. Yeah, uh, I, it's it's exciting. Like it's exciting, and also it seems like they're very uh, they're listening because apparently, like when the one character like dressed up as as the like little knightly dude is being chased by 
people that are depicted as like tribal uh like indigenous people like they're wearing masks that i don't remember the specifics of this nelson i don't don't know if you can give me a hand with this yeah they they were wearing masks that very much looked like blackface like Mm, that's right old school minstrel yes show looking blackface and they came out and said we heard you we're changing it which is great like i think that which is phenomenal because like Mm. a i love everything about this game every single thing the presentation the logo like the because you know i love branding um i've heard all the gameplay like of the every single thing about this trailer was like very very perfect yeah (laughs) for lack of a better term like they know what they are trying to show and they know what they're trying to make and they know exactly how to present it at the very least they Um, really know how to advertise oh yeah (laughs) yeah and and if they're if they're going to be that quick about we don't know we we didn't realize how bad this was we are going to change it okay Mm -hmm. cool yeah like i think i think that kind of shift in the industry is like super important, especially being that public about it. And like, they could have very easily have just been like, we didn't know. Why are you guys getting mad at us? And instead they said, we didn't know. Now we do. Let's make it better for everybody. And I'm curious them being Korean devs. I wonder like how much, how much the black lives matter movement, like how much they know about that and how much they know about like what's currently going on. And like they're, they're, you know, that, that also informed them. Or they're just straight up like, oh, this is something that is offensive to a group of people. Like, let's do something about it. Because, I mean, right. yeah. my, my understanding is that I don't know about Korea, but at least in Japan, blackface is still very much a problem in some mm-hmm. circles. Like, so mm-hmm. it, it could have been. I mean, we talked about that. We've talked about this on the Attract Mode podcast, because like when we watched uh, the Street Fighter 2 animated movie, like which was an anime, like the Balrog's depiction in that movie is like super blackface inspired and like oh yeah how like japanese animation uh was like late lately informed by like things from the early 20th century like early disney cartoons and looney tunes and stuff like that that still use those depictions and how like you know you look at things like mr popo from dragon ball z and he's mm-hmm. obviously like a, a blackface caricature and stuff like that jinx from pokemon jinx from pokemon jinx from pokemon right. oh, yeah it's it still exists there it's so yeah, yeah. um all right but yeah moving on 2k21 Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I, well, okay. What's your one note here, Dylan? It's good. The sweat is sweatier. <laughs> nice. The sweat is always sweatier. It is. That that sweat is so good. The sweat technology is is so advanced these days. But I think we I think we have have uh, for the most part moved beyond uh, Penny Arcade's brand of humor. But I still kind of like the term bullshot. That being yeah. a screenshot that is overpromises the graphical fidelity of a game. Uh, it being yeah. most utilized by sports games and it's just like like guys like you the game obviously won't look this good <laughs> not not because you can't do it but because you don't have time to do it because you guys are on a yearly crunch cycle because you're on right. a yearly crunch cycle not to mention like and it's a new generation of consoles it's a new generation yeah also i don't know what working from home right now is like also are we gonna have basketball like are we definitely having didn't they? <laughs> what sport just got restarted? Like, didn't something come back? I know, but are I, we gonna have 
basketball. Like I, I'm like waiting contact, for con- something. Like contact sports seem mm-hmm. really out of the question right now. I'm waiting for like another thing to come up that's just like, oh, we're not having sports for another year i'm sorry yeah i i the only thing i'm aware of in this because like my entire family follows baseball but apparently baseball is doing like a half season maybe that's what i heard about yeah yeah wrestling's been going on this whole time the fucking wrestling stuff is just so sad like when they try to like amp up the crowd that literally is not there and then they Mm -hmm. put other wrestlers in the crowd so so here's the thing there is a smart aspect to it which is you put wrestlers that have feuds with these wrestlers in the crowd and then you continue to build your story even though they're not even in the ring sure but wwe doesn't do that wwe just you know is bad wrestling not nxt nxt is fine um but you know guys for hours guys you know what i'm thinking about what do you think about i'm thinking about bug snacks snacks. snacks. what a bop yeah, no, God, what, a bomb what, a, what a beautiful, beautiful looking game. Have they released that OSD? Just the one track on YouTube yet? <laughs> no, I don't think it's I don't think it's out there. I think they're keeping that to themselves for the time. They being. should. They get they some should. free ad- put it on free revenue. Like, yeah, exactly. It's it shows uh, up on my Discover Weekly. <laughs> I think um oh I didn't realize until after this trailer that well people recognize the artist who made that song yep. almost immediately mm-hmm. and are Big big fans of that artist apparently. I can't KKB, remember the name. I forget what it stands for. Right. Uh which is but man, that such a good trailer. Such a good looking game. Happy for the young young horse, wild horse. Young horses. Young yeah. horses. So the people that made Octodad. Uh right. there's their new game. Um very, very excited. And you bet your ass, like there if if you like Viva Pinata, there are some food ass puns. In this game, um, there is at the very least a crab apple. It's what nice. an, an apple made of crabs, or no, the That's other way good. around, is a crab yeah. made of apples. That's exactly what it sounds like. It's um, pretty good. All right, so I think what accentuates this this experience more is uh, I'm going to post this video. Oh, okay. uh, I don't know if you guys seen this. Pull this up in your browser of choice. I think we should all watch this together. Bug snacks versus a five-year-old. Yeah, so Jeff Bacular, uh, his son Dylan, uh, apparently uh, did like a little uh, commentary over top the Bug Snacks trailer. So let's play this all at once, okay? Okay. Tell me when you tell me when you want me to hit play. All right. Um, three, two, on one, on one. Let me start. Thank over. you. On Thank one. you. Three, two, one. This should be awesome. I wonder what it looks like. Okay. The strawberry just woke up. My strawberries don't do that. My strawberries yeah, don't. Yeah, they got googly eyes. <laughs> uh, what is this game, Daddy? He's looking for his friend. <laughs> but why? That strawberry is like a little creature that I really like. So when I'm sad, it looks like a big dog. <laughs> what is he doing? Why did he read him? That was somebody's friend. He was somebody's miss friend. Him. Oh my god. Oh, Why god. did he eat him? That was somebody's friend. Oh. It's like so cool. Uh uh. I remember like monsters and fruit. <laughs> Are those ribs growing? That was like a little hamburger rolling through them. What? A little hamburger rolling through them. That door rolling. Oh, sandwich crawling. Is that a crab apple? 
carrying a big three-eyed uh, pine. Whatever it's called. I think it's a smell. Ooh, there's some marshmallows. Also, it's shout so out cool. to this kid for I getting like the it. idea of a crab after like just looking at it. Yeah. Is this vacation? Oh, his friend. Is this vacation? Oh no, what do those hamburgers do? Uh, dude, you have rear hand. Get a load of hot dog fingers. Get a load of hot dog Get a fingers. Load of hot dog fingers. <laughs> I need that on a shirt. Yeah. I, Hang on. I also, I'm designing uh, it now. <laughs> I also like uh, that the game sort of hinted at like a kind of dark nature. Oh it. yeah, with the monster at the end, like the yeah. Sasquatch bug yeah. snacker. I, I think this is this is poised to be such a good game. Yes. Oh, uh, I was also informed that the singular of Bug Snacks is Bug Snack with a K. Hell yeah! Nice S N A K. As it should be. Yeah, it looks it looks great. It looks great. Love it. Um, glad glad Phil and company finally got to kick the tires on on this project. I also just like food jokes. So yeah, always yeah, in like season. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm down. All right. Um, blue hole. No, not blue hole. What's the blue point? Blue, blue hole point. is a different company. <laughs> they do not make video games. Yes, they do. Blue hole is the, the po- yeah, okay. Are. Um, uh, yeah, uh, blue, blue point. point. Blue point. So everyone speculated what blue point was going to remaster PUBG, next. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, they so I there's some other speculation. Weren't people thinking? Were some other games that they thought blue point were going to remaster? There's something else. There was like some other lauded Sony game. I don't know. I forget. Uh, some specu- speculation. But anyways, not- Demon Souls always seem yeah, like. Yeah, I, I seem to. Sorry, I seem to Spoiler. recall that they had sort of leaked this a while ago, or just been like someone quietly was like, "Yeah, they're working on Demon Souls." Yeah. Yeah. So they're making Demon Souls. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> I don't know. Do you guys care? Do you are you guys Demon Souls? I I'm I like how much good work Bluepoint does. Uh, I do but, too. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I've got about as much interest in it as I do most Dark Souls, which is not a ton. I'll play it. I um, it is very odd how little I know about any of the Dark Souls, any of the Soulsborne games in general, and how quickly I recognize that this was Demon Souls, and I don't know how I mm. feel about that. But now I need to play it. I I thought it was a God of War sequel at first. Mm. Oh, I was kind of stoked. Yeah, it was a, it, it was generic enough that I, I saw that. I saw the um the the giant armored titan. Yeah, and that's that's such a iconic boss in the first world or two. Right. That it. I was PTSD'd back into playing <laughs> Demon Souls. There's a good screenshot out there uh, that Nick Capazzoli commented on where he's like, I like how they changed all the architecture from Romanesque to Gothic. So it's yeah. just the that I think it's that boss scene. He's originally standing over like what looks like just very like rectangular, like brick laden buildings. And then in the remake, it's like a Gothic cathedral. Oh, in the style of like Notre Dame or I'll, something. I'll find that. I'll it was, find I was. I was like, this is what my art history classes prepared me for. This specific joke. <laughs> I mean, I love it. Um, all right, Deathloop. Deathloop. It looks great. It looks cool. It looks, it looks so like good. an arcane game. 
they make which, they, they make that one game. <laughs> I I will take anything Arcane makes as long as it's just like everything else they make. <laughs> mm-hmm. I suppose. Mm-hmm. I agree a million percent. I wonder how much of those systems are like reusable. Like the same way I think about like like so like I don't think there was a lot of systems development between Hitman 1 and 2. I wonder how much extra work in terms of like the underlying systems Arcane has to do between Dishonored, Prey, and Deathloop. Probably not a lot. Like I think the pickup items, like they're using first person exploration kit to pick up those items (laughs) and put those items down. Dylan plays it. Huh, same sound. Yeah, same sound effect. It's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, like they all got a blink. I think even this trailer had a blink. You could do a short range teleport. Uh, That's just like a staple. Um, they've all that they all sort of carry that same. They have the same bones, I should say. Uh, I like the setting. Yeah, good. I like bones. the setting. Yeah. I like the aesthetic. I have here the setting the premise. Uh, we finally got a confirmation that it is like a kind of multiplayer where someone can invade your game and kick your ass, which is awesome. Uh, can that happen at any time? I, I think so. Yeah. Is okay. that character, is that other woman always there, even if they're not controlled by another player? That I don't know. I'm curious. But they, I mean, they haven't given, they haven't given us a whole lot about the story or, or, or just like, you know, gameplay as a whole. They just revealed that, yes, mm-hmm. it was an invasion style multiplayer system. They are I got, building. I got some, okay. uh, um, oh fuck. What's that game called? Uh, the the uh the compulsion games game the one that was like bioshock esque but it was like 60s england um we happy few we happy few i got some we happy view uh, we happy few vibes off of this uh yeah which i don't know is i can see that is the best line to draw between i i mean i think we happy few had a different vibe in its marketing than it did in its actual gameplay and i'm getting and, and, its I, and I feel like we happy few's marketing was solid like it, it it could i remember seeing we happy few marketing and thinking this looks like it could be really cool we happy few the game was bad but then mm-hmm. they went all. back and they added a campaign to it so i wonder what it's like now maybe it's fine yeah, yeah i don't know i haven't felt the urge to go back and try it i don't know they got yeah i'm super into death loop yeah now. uh i have written here saul bass Plus Grindhouse plus Blaxploitation, which I think is pushing all of yes. Nelson's buttons. So good. Yes, a million percent. The only thing to make this better is to make it pink and blue. Mm. <laughs> Bisexual color palette. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. You damn right. So so it's all it's also it's I mean, I know there are a lot of time loop games recently and the Groundhog Day comparison or like Majora's Mask comparison is easy to make, but this one seems the most Majora's Mask, because you literally have like you, 12 like bosses or targets that you have to kill before the time's yeah. up otherwise you fail and you have to start over which yeah. is which is which is the the majora's mask like dawn of the final day kind of stuff yeah okay uh-huh. so it's like a you're, you're trying to like your most of your gameplay is gonna be spent like routing essentially yeah so and you like can learn how to speed run loop, it yeah that's exactly. kind of cool i like it which I think that's pretty cool. cool. yeah which that's i think cool makes idea. the the uh competitive multiplayer more interesting yeah, because they could just like fuck up your route. Right. You might be on like a perfect <laughs> run. Like you have this path, you have this AI pathing down to a T, and then this person just swoops in and starts fucking up your shit. Yeah. Fuck okay. yeah. That'd be pretty good. Um, All right. Yeah. I'm excited God, for it. I'm so on board. So on board. 
Uh, I, I guess we should talk about platforms for some of the stuff. Like Bug Snacks is coming to PS4 and PS5 and PC. Um, uh, Epic Game Store specifically. Deathloop is PC and PS5. Seems like. I don't know if they said PS4. Uh, next up, Resident Evil 8 Village. Seven. Wait. It is supposed to be eight. Mm. You wrote seven. Is it supposed to be eight? I got it. It is I supposed to be it. eight. Right, because six was the one everyone hated, and then seven was the, the one reboot. that everyone liked. Yeah. Mm, yeah. The, how, what are they going to do? They're going to run out of words for this dumb Roman yeah, numeral no, convention. Th- no, they won't. They won't, because <laughs> then they'll get to Resident Evil like Extinction or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and that'll be, that'll Resident be 10. Resident Evil <laughs> Xylophone. <laughs> I mean, all you need is an I and an X. Uh, I mean, well, I think we can make nine happen. Yeah, it's it's in the cards. Words with I X. It's gonna be extermination. <laughs> evil crucifix. It's gonna be it's gonna be written extermination with an I X. Mm. Mm. Oh, here's one. Um, Resident Evil dominatrix. That's too on brand. That's too on brand, Nelson. We can't, we, can't, we, can't, we can't go down this route. We'll never get out of this hole. This blue hole. I don't, I don't want to. That's the Resident Evil directed by Nelson Johnson. You're welcome. That's, that's Nelson's Code Veronica reboot. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. Hell um, yeah. Uh, Chris didn't have to kill a guy that hard. Chris did not have to kill him. It was the one. He killed yeah, his wife, wife right? I think. Jesus. I didn't even catch that. Who's Nathan? Ethan is the pro tag from Ethan. Seven and Seven and Eight. Oh. You play the same character as you did in Seven. Right. Uh also they can't stick to a design for Chris. And I love it so much. Why is he it's so huge? weird? He's like <laughs> He's always been huge, I, but like this is like re engine he's like a dump i know truck. he's built but this is like fucking mr x level also he looks like <laughs> what if they just put his head on mr x i'm waiting for that to be the twist they just gave him the tyrant serum but yeah. he's like able to handle it somehow no i want yeah. they want i want his head on that mod of resident evil where thompson tank engine replaces mr oh x my god yes <laughs> yes yes i love it uh God, now I need to play Resident Evil 7, huh? Yeah, I gotta do that too. But he looks completely different in 7, which is wild, which also makes me think it's not the same character. Maybe not. Um, we'll find out. Can't. I'm gonna. Let me. It's a different Chris. Determine what Chris Redfield looks like. Oh, are you just typing that? Um, <laughs> okay. This. Kotaku headline's pretty good. It says, is Chris Redfield okay? (laughs) (laughs) So the one on the left is the one he looked like in five. The one in the middle is what he looked like in seven. And the one on the right is what he looks like in eight. He's been through some shit. I mean, he does look really haggard in in that trailer for eight. But it's so funny. He's been through some shit. Yeah. But like, so in seven, they never call him Chris. They call him Redfield. And in eight, they never call him Chris Redfield. They call him Chris, which makes me think they're two separate characters. Uh, Not that it matters because I'm not going to play either of these games because they're way too spooky for me. (laughs) But uh, it's weird. They're pretty spooky. All right. 
Next up, Pragmata. I I don't know what this is, but I'll play. Yeah, it. I'm kind of in the same boat. I I just I like the look of the tech. I like yeah. Uh, if you I mean, told, if you told I'm, me I'm, if you told me this was the next Kojima game, I would have believed you. I thought it was. It, I actually thought it, it was. It looked too. like hella Kojima for the whole thing. Um, I'm not like like I'll I'll I, I'm not going to be an apologist for like the daddy daughter genre. That's just like been video games for the past ten years. But mm, I don't true. know, astronaut dad with robot daughter, fine. And weird yeah. holographic cat where you can see its internal organs for some reason. A, a family can be an astronaut, a robot girl, <laughs> and a holographic cat. That's true. That's <laughs> true. Um, but yeah, like the the tech he was using, the 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 sort of breakaway of finding out, like, oh, it's like a hollow dome on the moon. Like, oh shit, mm-hmm. I, it's got it's got a cool premise. Um, did we find out if it's PS Five exclusive? I don't. I don't know. I don't, I, don't even, they, I don't even know if they said the developer. It it does also, I should say, seem like one of those games that is sort of like a big, huh, what, during the, the press release mm-hmm. and kind of catches a lot of eyes and then just never comes out. Yeah. It um it looks like Capcom internally might be the developer. Oh, okay. Oh, so this it's this year's it's this generation's deep down. Which, that which, was the joke. Which is I was literally what, what Mike Footer said. <laughs> so right, okay. <laughs> right. I didn't know it was, it's too, it's too it's too it's too on point. It is. It's really good. good. I just you know I I hope it comes out. I'm also not holding my breath. <laughs> All right. Um. Oh God. We got one more game, fellas. We didn't even fucking. We haven't even touched hardware yet. All right. We're gonna talk well, about. We're gonna talk about we this game. We need to talk right? about hardware. We're we're. <laughs> What is there really? I, to talk I feel about like hardware? we covered the hardware earlier, right? To do more, we t- we said it looks like a ma- uh, a dead space marker. Uh, yeah, it's big. All right, so do we like? Okay, last game, Horizon sequel. Fine, like sure, yeah, it's cool. Still haven't played Great. the first one. I I have and was whelmed. So like, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad Ashley Birch is still getting work. Yeah. Yes. Uh, she's a she's one of the agents in Valorant. I didn't realize that. Until oh, recently. worm. Yeah, that's cool. Which one? Uh, Viper. She's Poison Lady. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah. <laughs> she does a very good job. I did not know that was her. Yeah. I like Ashley Birch. She's in Mythic Quest. I like her character oh, in really? Mythic Quest. She plays one of the QA engineers. Nice. Um, okay, so they actually have like game workers in it. Nice. Yeah, right. dude. It's the whole it's the whole concept of the, of the show. Oh, no, no, no. He meant like people that actually work oh, in the industry. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. Nelson, you play Valorant? Oh yeah, playing that Send Valorant. Me a friend request, dude. Okay. Uh, let's uh, let's let's make sure that we can we can play some rounds together. All right. Oh yeah. Hardware. Yeah. It's big. It's big. It's fucking it's big. Bold. Did you see? It's it? curvy. It's beautiful. Did you see the comparison shots to like other uh, consoles? Not really, inside? but it's, I'll pull it it's up. the tallest one. It's literally it's <laughs> taller than the Series X. I don't know. I keep. I keep. I'm okay with. I keep it. fluctuating on whether or not I like it. I'm okay with it. Like, I, I I'm, like. I'm kind of done with like uh, s- small, not small, sleek in quotes black boxes. Well, Mark certainly ain't lying when this get, when this console be quiet because it could fit a whole like fucking AC unit in that goddamn thing. Hell <laughs> yeah. 
Let's get let's give me that world. I I like that it sort of looks like an art piece. Yes. That you can you can sit on your shelf and it's, be like yeah. it's definitely it's something La PS five. Well I think it was like <laughs> When they realized how big they wanted to make it, they also realized, like, all right, we have to make it at least interesting when it sits on someone's entertainment center. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Horizontally, I think it looks bad. Uh, I will say that. It looks, much, it looks fine. Vertically, it looks okay. It looks fine horizontally. I think vertically, it looks cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I made an extremely good joke that no one saw, but uh, <laughs> do you remember that, uh, that Homestar Runner Strong Bad email where he has to get a new chair? Uh huh. It's the styler on La Rouge that Bubs present, like the 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 blob of white plastic. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. That's good. That's yeah. I enjoy that. All right, two questions I have for you. All right, question one: If you were to buy this, would you get it with or without a disc tray? All right, that's question one. Question two: okay. How much do you think the most expensive version of this is going to cost? All right, Alex, you want to uh, go first? Yeah, uh, I'd buy no disc drive. Uh, to get rid of all physical media, it sucks. Uh, and I would buy, uh, I would, I would guess for the most expensive, like six hundred. Okay. Well, you Nelson. I will also get a uh, discless PlayStation Five, and I'm gonna go prices right rules. I'm gonna say six oh one. No, I think it's gonna be like six fifty. Is the most expensive one. Mm. Yeah, I I feel like they're gonna put something else in the box. And it'll bump it up by fifty. Bucks. Maybe it's that camera. I just don't know what. Oh, you're you're banking on like a like a VR version or something. Yeah, or like this controller bullshit, right? Like I could I could see that. Um, how about you? Okay, so at first I was like, yeah, I'm gonna get the discless one because like it's gonna be cheaper and sure. I'm okay with going digital only, but then I realize there are a few occasions where it's like, I'll, I'll see like an Amazon deal for like, Oh, this game's five bucks. Or yeah. like sometimes I'll walk through target. Like I got like mirror's edge catalyst in the bargain bin for like 10 bucks or for honor. And it's like, and those rare occasions where it's like, all right, well, they're going to charge me $60 on PSN to get this digitally. Yeah, it would just be nice to have that. Yeah, I think that's fair. I usually try to um, now if it were a hundred dollar difference between the discless version and the not discless version. Yeah, then that's a harder sell for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's, it's probably going to be like a hundred dollars. But that just seems wild to me. Like my guess is it's anywhere between between 60 to 100, like 75. I could see being like a weird number, but. I could see it being anywhere between like 50. I guess it is like it changes the form factor, mm-hmm. but it would change the form factor. Any- I don't know. Not by much. What does the digital version of the Xbox one look like? Does it just look like an Xbox one, but without a disc tray? Like it's like yeah. they just didn't like route that piece of the the plastic out. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. Because like this, it's Let like they check. just take a chunk out, which like that's a whole separate mold. That's a whole. I also don't think it looks good with the disc tray. Uh, like I think hiding a disc drive, yeah, they just didn't, they just didn't cut that part out. Um, I think hiding a disc for, drive for the Xbox One, you mean? On a for the Xbox One, yeah, hiding a disc drive on dark material is way easier than hiding a disc drive on light material. And for this not to be in that like middle section is like a weird misstep. 
but it also changes the form factor enough that I think they had to bump it out. It looks weird, is what I'm saying. Yep, it looks out of place. Yeah, I don't. I, I I've come to like it. Like I don't. I don't. I, like I don't it. love it. Mm-hmm. I think it's fine. I think it's really funny looking at this comparison shot. They brought up Nelson, and it's like eight black bricks. That's what I'm saying. And then the 360s inhale. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then the PS5. It's like it's like if I look over to my right, the PS4, the PS3, and the Retron 5 because why not? All look very similar and then there's just a Wii. <laughs> and the Wii is a good-looking console. I like the way the Wii looks. And the, the Wii is a good-looking console. Yeah. It's on on its side or standing up. Like I actually think it's really really good-looking. Um but like we haven't we haven't had weird looking consoles in so long because like the only other one and I brought this up to um, to Mike before, but the only other one that I can think of is like maybe the GameCube, but that's only weird because it had a handle. Well, I mean, like it being like a solid cube, sure, was weird for the time, but it's still like a box. But me also maybe like it launched in purple. It didn't launch in black. It launched with a with a definitive color scheme, and I think that's I think that's another thing that was interesting. At also, the time. does this thing look like a router, you guys? Because I keep hearing router jokes, and I never owned a router that looked this nice. <laughs> it, um, it looks similar to like the Verizon router, I guess, because um, it's really tall and skinny. I, it's to my left. Yeah. It kind of looks like a router. <laughs> yeah, it, it, there's there's routers that look like it for sure. I guess it's the white yeah. accents that throw me off because most of my routers just look like are all black. Way. Yeah monoliths yeah. except now i have a nest wi-fi so now i have like this little chonk i love little that chonk. little chonk it's good it's good yeah. chonk fuck my <laughs> nighthawk my neck gear nighthawk router fuck that thing <laughs> throw it out throw yeah. it out it's right here in this leave it in the streets cabinet leave it in the streets or just give it to me i'll take it if you want it <laughs> uh, actually bad it's I, I would just I would just keep disconnecting all the time. I have no idea why. That sounds awful. Yeah, it was terrible. It's like I'm paying for gigabit over here. Give me my give me my internet. <sighs> I want gigabit so bad. Um all right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good first half of <laughs> the year that is E three. Yeah. We there's still some other announcements, but I think we're gonna take a break and yeah. uh get there, there's some other stuff that I want to touch on for some of these other things, but I don't think it's gonna be nearly as in depth. But that uh, I don't know. It's it's all in Xbox's court now. Wait, what about the Switch? What about the Switch? They stop. They got. They got to stop re- releasing consoles in the middle of generations. Fair. <laughs> if they want to be part of this they conversation. Won't. There's like already news that there might be a cheaper Xbox coming out, Series X. Really? Huh? Like there is. There is apparently a leaked email oh, <laughs> revealing details about, about yeah. It's just unfortunate. I've, I don't know. Is the world even going to exist come nope. fall? Exactly. Be a wasteland. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take a break and we're going to then come back and talk about some more of the C3 stuff and maybe some other news. And we're back. We're back. How, how is everyone's break? That's good from recording eventful great drink a lot of water mm-hmm. yes <laughs> same same still doing that actually uh alex water uh, oh well you can't see it but I, i'm 
surrounded by water. Bottle Hell water. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's in an ocean mm-hmm. right now. <laughs> That's why it took so long to get this all set Live up. from the podcast boat. Yep. Uh, so we're going to take it. We're going to take a, a, a respite from talking about fake E3 news for the rest of this recording to talk about something a little more serious. Um, the the current state of uh, sexual abuse and assault allegations, as well as other allegations in in games that has been happening for the past like month, yeah, month and a half. Mm-hmm. I think we were trying to determine what the uh, the starting point for this new wave happened, and I, I heard some people saying it it started with uh, the Cards Against Humanity stuff kind of coming back up and Max Temkin's uh, abuse allegations but i i thought i saw like streamers first being outed um but also i don't really pay attention to the twitch streamer space so i could have you know the fact that we don't have a linear twitter timeline anymore really fucks this up because i don't really i don't know when these when these start uh but i I think starting with the max temkin stuff is is a good place. A, a, good, a good launching point. Yeah. Um, because uh, there's been a decent amount written about it now. There is a timestamp for that. I think it was like June 6th or something. It was the beginning of June. Um, so basically, for those that don't know, uh, Max Temkin, one of the co-creators of Cards Against Humanity and also one of the co-founders and people that lead the company called Cards Against Humanity um, that still create and maintain that card game, uh, about six years ago was outed by a uh, ex-girlfriend in, on her like Facebook page uh, that sh- he had sexually assaulted her in college. Um, and at the time, nothing really happened. So like the, the woman, the woman accused him. The woman really didn't want to... Uh, I believe she she made a Facebook post about it. I don't think she wanted to to make it a big thing. She just felt the need to to out her abuser. Mm-hmm. And I think after it started to get some traction outside of like her immediate friend circle, she like imme- like deleted the post, but someone had already gotten a screenshot of it, so it started to circulate more. And then Max Temkin like put out a a I guess you would say kind of infamous uh, uh, medium post about it, like talking about like at the time. I think a lot of people read it as an apology, and since that point, it seems more of like kind of like a, a misdirection post mm. where he talks about like if this happened, if she felt this way, it's she gross. should have come to me. Um, he at one point makes a reference to uh involving legal counsel uh in the accusations where he says something to the effect of like i don't know if this is like a libelous case yet seriously but i might need to speak to a legal professional about it um so Jesus. so nothing really happened mm-hmm. i think at the time some of the people uh some folks left cards against humanity um but max still stayed there he still was in a, a huge position of power um and for people that really don't know like cards against humanity has like a lot of they're, they're based out of chicago and they have just a lot of 
uh, outstanding power in the the games community in Chicago, both in video games and in tabletop. Like right. they they almost are in in a way like kind of tastemakers hmm. for uh or king makers for a lot of projects. They had like a small publishing arm for uh some other card games. I mean like um Tommy the creator on uh uh secret hitler Mm -hmm. um secret hitler was published or like had a lot of like uh help from cards against humanity when it was still uh being in development uh cards against humanity has a lot of uh kind of nascent power within kickstarter (laughs) because they bring so much money i I think that that magic puzzles kickstarter that max temkin started like a month or two ago made like three million dollars uh so they uh, so there's there's just a lot there's just a lot of power imbalances like not even at the small scale where it's like between Max Temkin and this and this woman he assaulted uh but also just like i think cards was able to keep uh keep this under wraps mm-hmm. more though than it should have had mm-hmm. just because they had a lot of power over the Chicago games community and also their employees and since since like this this happened the a lot of people came out and talked about like how toxic the work environment was yeah. uh at cards especially for people of color uh for 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 women just there was uh one one person who after polygon ran their their uh story on this they uh this this former uh employee at cards talked about how he <laughs> Uh, the 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 woman that ran the writing room, uh, Joe, or like she was like the de facto leader at the time. Cause I think like the actual person that headed the writing room was like on a sabbatical or on vacation or something. Sure, get, had him committed because yep. he brought up problems about like some racial insensitivity within the writing room. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he was committed, and then even when he was within the mental institution, the like. Uh, the assigned like doctor was like so what why do you think you shouldn't be here like what's so what what do you find the problem to be with your employer and he said like yeah they do these like very kind of like racially toxic like racially insensitive things Mm -hmm. and she's like well that's not a thing yeah and like that's just yeah like it's so it's just this terrible thing so i mean to, to pull it out a little a little bit more like the there's a lot of I think there shouldn't be any surprise mm. that another wave of uh, accusations has swept gaming because like the the stuff that happened like last fall uh like right before PAX West and everything that we talked about mm-hmm. like with like Natalie Lawhead mm-hmm. and and Zoe Quinn and and a bunch of other people like that was no that was a drop in the bucket yeah and if you didn't see it that way like bad news like there there was only to be like that was only a wound that was going to open up further um but like the silence that happens with people uh the the complicity with people that allow like abusers to still like have power mm-hmm. within within the industry is uh, it, it it ranges, right? It ranges from like I am complicit, like intentionally. I'm complicit unintentionally, yeah. right? So like when Max got finally, like he, so he is now like 
he has been removed from cards. Mm-hmm. I think he still has he's he's no longer drawing his salary, I think was the okay. specific thing. So yeah. like um I don't know what that means about whatever other Royal ventures. Keys, I know he Right, and I, he runs like a tabletop cafe in Chicago, so like I, he's obviously still drawing money from that. Mm-hmm. I doubt during a quarantine, yeah, not, but maybe whatever not the point. COVID. Right. Um but there were a lot of people, there are a lot of people that I know um, or that I follow and I've met maybe once or twice and people that I respect in this industry that came out and was like, hey, I should have cut ties with Max and I didn't and I'm sorry. And while I'm grateful that they that they said that, that they put out those statements, there was a lot of people saying, uh, well, I looked around to everyone I knew mm-hmm. to see if this was a, an issue um, back when he was first out. To, to clarify, he was... Uh, uh, did I say the the year when he was out? Yeah. You said, skip yeah, 16? Okay, 2014, 14, so okay. six years ago. Okay, I knew um, there was a six involved. <laughs> There's a six somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, the, the complicity and like, I looked around and I didn't see anyone questioning it, so I didn't question it. And the problem with that, and 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 I did that. Like I never, I've never spoken to Max personally. I've I've spoken to former and current employees of Cards. I've met them here and there at events. Um, but I, every once in a while, either Cards or Max, one of those names would get brought up in like a conversation, mm-hmm. and I would look around, and I would ask, "Hey, so what's 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 the deal?" Like I I never. I, this never sat right with me. What, what? How does it sit with you, or how does it sit with like people that are closer to him? And I've heard things of like, oh well, like you know, people gave Max a bunch of de facto power within cards, so like people looked up to him as like the father figure. Mm-hmm. And then when this happened, they really didn't know how to grapple with it. And I was like, okay, but what's like? Right, but what happened? He, what's he, the he deal? He's still accused of sexual assault. Like, what? What's happening? Yeah. Um, like where's, straight... where's the other foot that is supposed to drop right. now? Right. Uh, I just, I just never got a straight answer. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm not, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a little disappointed that that was the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, th- I, but it's just, you know, if you look around and no one says anything and then those people look around and no one says anything and then those people look around and no one says anything mm-hmm. at, at some point you get just back to max temkin yeah. and then max temkin goes i didn't do anything well if nobody the said anything next to them, then i didn't yeah. do anything yeah right and then the person next to them goes like well he says it's fine so it must be fine and then the person right. next to them says well it's fine and then it gets back to you and like now you're playing this shitty game of telephone mm-hmm. where you're complicitly like protecting an abuser mm-hmm. uh and and I understand that's difficult. I understand there's a lot of power imbalances. There's a lot of just like, like, hey, like I'm doing this for to you know because I need to survive because we live in a capitalist society. Like I need to make sure I, I I can still draw an income and and like I understand where people could feel the power pressure. But like, I mean, like even Anita Sarkeesian who mm. wrote a very good post about you know cutting ties with with Max recently and saying like I fucked up. I fucked up by not cutting ties with him sooner yeah um i fucked up and i i am complicit in his abuse and i am complicit in in communicating to victims that this is okay because i stood by an abuser and i'm and she was like and i'm no longer doing that Mm -hmm. um which takes a lot of it takes a lot of strength to not only say hey i'm doing this but to also say like hey 
I fucked up in the past and I am changing what I'm doing now. Especially for a Nita Sarkeesian yes. who has gotten nothing but the short end of the stick yes. her entire time in this, in this shitty, bullshit shitty industry. industry. Yeah. Um, in this bullshit industry that I love parts of. Right. And so, yeah, like it. It's. It makes me look more toward like so. There are people this entire time that anytime Max Temkin was brought up, they were like, "Dude's a, dude's a rapist. Mm-hmm. Dude's a rapist. Why are we still talking?" And and normally, most of the time, they were people from underrepresented communities. They were people from the LGBTQ community. They were people from the trans community. They were people from like the the you know people of color community because they are already like, well, I already have the short end of the stick. I am already constantly like on the defensive in terms of my career and surviving in this space. So me, you know, pointing out that the emperor has no clothes Mm -hmm. isn't threatening to my survival because I am constantly fighting for my survival. Uh, And like, so it just makes me look to those people even more. Like Dia Lucina was always saying Max Temkin is a racist and yeah, God damn it. We should have been listening to her. Um, I think Jennifer uncle, uh also was a person that's constantly like i don't know why but also like even then and we talk about like you know what is what is the punishment like we, we are the waypoint talked about this and it was really good like we leave a lot of like the because because our our uh public our governmental institutions uh don't do anything in terms of in this like you know how like rape cases are, are rarely go to trial and are rarely convicted mm-hmm. um we 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 leave a lot of the 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 justice up to the companies that employ these people right but if like if max temkin is like is one the of the company. co-founders of the company like what is the justice yeah um and there was some i guess like he's no longer drawing a uh a, a in an income from that from that company but also like in their in in cards is like official statement there was a lot of wagon circling where they were just like so polygon like sent them like questions Mm -hmm. to be published in their article Mm -hmm. and uh cards against humanity took those same questions and before the article was able to be run they put those questions on their official statement and like answered them within their own context that they deemed the fit yeah and gita jackson was out here like only the most you know noble company with nothing to hide would surely do yeah. a tactic like this yeah. <laughs> um so it's like yeah max temkin got his due but n- no no one else did no one else that protected him or defended him or spent all this time like sweeping his his dirty laundry under the rug using multiple metaphors there uh yeah so but like it so and and this this goes beyond Max, right? Like there are mm-hmm. so many people that got outed. There are so many people like in like major companies, like Ubisoft is like just seems like they just have problems left, right, and center. Um, but also like you know, I I had colleagues, I had colleagues that were outed, and it ranged, and like it was never, um, I don't think it was it was um sexual assault mm-hmm. that. Uh, that my colleagues were accused of but I, I i had people that i know like mutuals on twitter uh that were you know accused of emotional abuse that were yeah. accused of like maintaining shitty workplaces right and like it's 
it's uh it's it's hard it's hard it's it's hard but it's also hard to talk about because like it's you i think everyone treats contacts and 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 relationships as this as this in this industry as like a sense of like this is like this person following me means I have reached some sort of acclaim mm. or like legitimacy. Yeah. Or like there is something good about this about this person knowing this person. Um maybe this person can help me, you know, seek out a new a new uh, opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um and then when those same people are are outed, like the answer should be immediately cut ties with them, yeah. right? Like there there should be no questioning of it. But I can understand, and it's and it feels so shitty to say, but I can understand like why people choose not to because they like they want to draw their own conclusions or they want to they want to they want to excuse this that or the other thing. It's like oh, well, they put out an apology, um, so because they must have be like okay an emotional now. attachment to it. Right, yeah. but I and, and but it, it might be more opportunistic to that. Just speaking in general, I don't know, but like we we have to stop. Like Max got away with it so long because he did the bare minimum. Where when before that, when someone was accused of of sexual assault, like the the de facto response was to say nothing. Right, and in <laughs> saying nothing, you're confirming it. But the fact that max temkin just came out and put out a shitty medium post everyone went oh well that's an apology like he is he's acknowledging something so therefore it must be okay to continue business relationships with him you know uh friendships with him and we had set the bar so low. we had set the bar so low in terms of like uh accountability uh, accountability and justice towards victims yeah. that like that that was seen as like this major this major breakthrough and and like resolution um but like yeah like i knew people and like the the emotional abuse stuff like you have to be like like i can't i can't willingly choose to continue to know you if you have put this much pain in another person Mm -hmm. um even if you didn't recognize it uh like that's beside the point like you you obviously hurt someone and they have to they have to be the ones to accept your apology and everything. You, they have to create this this resolution, and you have to you have to work towards like striving to be better. You can't just put out an apology and that be the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it. I don't think some of these people see that that way. I don't know. I don't want like. I see I'm, what you're saying. I'm, I'm giving too much credit to abusers instead of focusing on the victims. But the the point is like, you know even even as it relates to to podcasting mm-hmm. it's like you you reach out to someone and you're like oh i'll reach out to this person and like they seem to be someone of like high stature and whatever and like if they come on the podcast like they're given you know they give the podcast this this air of legitimacy so like you know ryan morrison was someone that was was outed mm-hmm. um as someone that like maintained a kind of shitty toxic workplace mm-hmm. that like didn't uh defend his employees when like shitty kind of racist things were said and like by someone else um and just you know i've heard my own stuff like i heard stuff that he has said in private to uh other people that kind of eventually led to uh him and michael lee who was his former law associate uh you know cutting ties and so that broke up with their law firm and then he created a new law firm 
Um, my current lawyer representation in this industry, Noah, works for that for that law firm, right? Um, and he and he has sent like so like the Morrison. I forget the full name of the the law firm, but they put a statement out and they they have put Ryan on leave without pay, right? Um, but he still maintains like a PR company for like esports, so it's like it's not like he's hmm. he's struggling or anything, but. Um, there's all that stuff mixing up, but we had him on the pocket. We had him, we had him on the show at MacFest. Yeah. Um, and even when he was on the show, like he said, like some, not uh, great stuff. Well, he said some like pro JonTron stuff. Oh, right. Um, in a time where like JonTron was like fully like, uh, you know, his white supremacy views were like fully out in the open. Mm-hmm. And even then I was like trying to like play it off and brush it off and still make my stance clear. It's like, yeah, I think he's a bad person and still feeling like feeling like I didn't do it enough justice and maybe should have taken him to task more on it. Um, and that's my feeling. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and I, and, it, and I think it's for a lot of people, a lot of people that might've given a lot of these abusers and whatnot legitimacy in this industry. I think it's difficult to acknowledge, acknowledge failure. Mm-hmm. Because in acknowledging failure, it might like it might destroy something they've built. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so they try to acknowledge it, and I don't know. And it's also like super easy to say something the wrong way in this. And I feel like I've done that already half a dozen times mm-hmm. in this conversation. So, uh, yeah, I just think like obviously it starts with believe victims. Mm-hmm. Um, it does. A lot right. of people are saying believe women, but we've obviously seen like this like victims can go far beyond just being women in this industry mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or you know femme identifying uh people in this industry uh i saw plenty of of masculine people plenty plenty of men uh, also come out and be like i was harassed at this event and that event um, yeah and maybe even and deregistered it uh in my head because i'm i'm a man i'm someone that is masculine presenting so i i this 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 isn't you know abuse like this isn't like i i should be fine with this because i i i can't be the victim because mm-hmm. because society has taught me in a, in a patriarchal society mm-hmm. i've been taught that i i cannot be the victim in this uh so I mean, i'll say nothing don't talk to me about society because i'm a very burn it down and we'll find <laughs> we'll we'll build a new better society out of the rest i see out i see your anarchy, your anarchist a mm-hmm. behind you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm glad um it's right behind the demon girl and then the Zelda print. Right. Yeah, exactly. yeah you, you rip it down and yeah. it's back. It's just a big like spray painted. A. There's chanting starts as soon as um, as soon as you can see it. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a, fl- a, a burning Richmond city skyline. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say that I think so in regards to this industry being one of those that doesn't like accepting when there are failings um a hundred percent i think i think that's totally true and i think there is a i don't know what the cross section of people that listen to this podcast and people that watch bravo is <laughs> oh i bet it's very wide it's I very it's wide. very wide <laughs> it's, a, it's at least one and that one is me um yeah but there was a somewhat relevant story where it was like hey here is a person here is a bravo celebrity who is they have a past of saying bullshit of racist bullshit. They have a past of saying all of this stuff. And instead of admitting that they were wrong and committing to do anything to change, they just went silent. 
they they went silent. They did like the blackout post, the blackout Tuesday post, and 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 that was it. And the thing is, I have also seen extremely recently apologies from oh sorry when with that bravo celebrity it was like no you've you've missed any opportunity to show that you've changed um yeah we can't we can't associate with that anymore um it reads more as opportunistic than apologetic exactly but i have seen um more recently there's an artist that i follow who is um who is not black and they have in the past said other bullshit things about black people um i think specifically it was like i used the n-word before um and it was like okay look you don't not you i don't deserve your forgiveness but you deserve my apology and then even in the apology it was like this is not for anybody that's not black like this is not performative this is not me saying like hey um look at how sorry i am it's me saying I fucked up. I need to be better. I also need to call people out. And I think that's what I think that's how you start to create a society of better people is you do what 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 we're doing here. We're talking about the fact that there are huge problems and we are willing to call out the people who have, like you said, put too much um, put so much hurt on other people. Mm-hmm. And I just, I also think people are just terrible at apologizing. Yes, like we've, I we've agree. abstained, we've abstained from apologizing for so long, just as a, as a, you know, society mm-hmm. that, like, apologizing now and understanding like what an apology is and what it's supposed to do. Like, an apology is not supposed to make the person apologizing feel better. Yeah, <laughs> like right. an apology like should never be framed as I'm sorry, I. Uh, I'm sorry you felt this way. Right. Like you shouldn't put the the <laughs> onus on on the person that that has been hurt to change their their emotional state. Right. I've like never the, seen an apology come out of any of these recent events that feel like it's a sincere uh-huh. healing message. It, it, it's always been lately. Just please, can you let me get on with my life now? Yes, <laughs> because that's yes. what they are. Yeah. Like it's not. It's and and if. But and the problem is so much of our lives are public mm-hmm. now, right? Mm-hmm. Like this person is publicly outed. If they try to find restitution in private, well, all of these people are still going to see them as a, a public abuser. So like, I think for a lot of people that may or may not like if they're, if they're seeking some sort of like forgiveness mm-hmm. and atonement, like it's, that's very hard to do in a, in a public forum where maybe the person that you really should be apologi- apologizing to wants to be apologized to in, in private. private. Yeah. Uh, so, and then, and then you look to the victims to be like, well, did you forgive them? Did you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how, how am I supposed to feel about this? It's also like, you know, and I do this, I do this constantly. I, I did it with the Max Stepkin thing. Like I was like, I, I would talk to someone else and be like, tell me how to feel about this. Sure. Tell me what my opinion should be on this. And I do that plenty in my life. I do that plenty with, in, in in my online like uh um communications because so much so much shit can happen that hurts so many different people that it's really hard for me to draw my own conclusions mm-hmm. it's like especially you know not that i'm expecting any uh 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 sympathy from this but especially as a you know cishet white man like 
I don't know how to feel about certain subjects. Like I'm being told by people that this is painful and it's shitty and it sucks. And I want to, I want to, uh, uh, believe them implicitly. And I do, but there is such, there is such a mountain of pain mm-hmm. that people are ready to communicate at any moment, yeah. all the time that you can just, you could just live in it. Yeah. You could just drown in it. And I, and uh, there, and that's not excusing any sort of behavior on someone that on, on people that want to ignore it. Mm-hmm. But it it does it does become difficult to whatever metaphor you want to use separate the wheat from the chaff or like just just try to understand try to formulate your own opinion on it because it's like I don't know I don't know I for so long for so long I it, just for the Mac stuff like as an example like for so long I had people like you know casually replying to his tweets or whatever and then other people on my timeline being like this dude's a rapist and that Mm -hmm. dissonance is hard to rectify and like it and it's so it's so it's so brazen right and it's so it's so it's so easy to understand how abusers for so long were allowed to like get away with it in private because all these conversations were happening you know between very small friend groups Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just like out here in the open. And now that it is, like, I think we're we're trying to deal with it. We're trying to understand like how human communication now works in a yeah. world where like, hey, this person's shitty, and like, I'm gonna let you know this shitty, and here's the timestamp, and here's the and uh, here's the paper trail, and like, like, hey, maybe you didn't see this thing, but if this doesn't get propagated or circulated or whatever, like that's a problem yeah. that's a systemic that's a systemic issue yeah. and if it gets to your doorstep and you still don't do anything about it like now that's on you mm-hmm. now you are being complicit mm-hmm. now you are part now of the you problem. are actively complicit yep yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oof. i think so that video games are great yeah i think <laughs> i think that um leads to hey if you have like if you want us to just start unfollowing people just let me know Right. If you need to like, yeah, there was a post that came out that was like, that was like, um, if I follow your abuser, let me know, and that will stop. If I am friends with your abuser, let me know, and that will stop. Mm -hmm. And 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 while that's great, and this Mm -hmm. goes back into that was like, well, here's someone saying that, and here's someone saying something different, Mm -hmm. and I don't know how to feel about it. So like, I did see people being like, hey, let me know if I am following someone hurtful or your abuser Mm -hmm. or whatever, and I will unfollow them. And there's also, and then people are saying like. Maybe I don't want to tell you. Maybe That's I, fair. I, I'm. Maybe I am uncomfortable enough. Yeah, but where does that leave someone? If someone, if someone feels, if someone is, uh, um, triggered by the idea of having to tell someone about their pain mm-hmm. or their abuse, but also feel really hurt where you follow their abuser, where, where, where's the justice lie? Like, where is the ultimate? Mm-hmm. What's the answer to mm-hmm. that? Like, what's the answer to someone like, oh, I was ignorantly following this person mm-hmm. because I was ignorantly following less this ignorant. Person. Is is sure. like it, the problem it's is like, like it's if, like the idea. If it's I like, will never know about a problem, then I can't do anything to fix it. But that doesn't that doesn't mean that like you can't try and fix everything around it. I, sorry, that's not me being accusatory towards you, Dylan, no, I'm, I'm saying, not. "Hey, fix the rest of society instead of this one right. problem." Um, but I think it's one of those things where like you start to create foster a a community or dialogue where somebody could potentially one day share that with you. And if they don't want to, then that's up to them and that's fine. Sure. And and everybody, everybody handles shit in their own, in their own way. 
Right. You know? Great. Um, to segue this into something I think is closer to home for Nelson and I, mm-hmm. the uh, um, I don't think Magfest is particularly good at handling no their shit right now. Not one fucking um, bit. To be to be clear, uh, Magfest. Uh, so DJ uh, artist Grimecraft, mm-hmm. right? Is, is their name? Mm-hmm. Um, they in 2018 at Magfest. So they were like a performer for Magfest. Mm-hmm. Um, and in 2018, uh, from what I understand, they uh, physically assaulted this uh, person that uh, was running a merch uh, a merch booth, mm-hmm. if if that's correct. Um, and then stole a bunch of their stole some money from them or stole some a bunch of their inventory and whatnot and like trashed their booth. Um, and Magfest's response was to ban them for a year. Um, I don't know if this became a bigger deal at the time the the only the one year ban like maybe people assume that like oh we're banning them for a year now and then pending a more in-depth investigation uh they're gonna get a lifetime ban and then so they weren't there for 2019 because that was during their ban and then they announced for 2020 that this this person is coming back and a bunch of people myself included were like you need to ban this person for life And their justification for it, like, and I only saw this in like a reply thread to someone like saying, calling out like the announcement of Grimecraft coming to Magfest 2020, 2021. Mm-hmm. Wait, I'm getting the math mixed up. Maybe they were banned. Uh, maybe this this happened in 2019. They were banned for this year. It doesn't help that Magfest is at the beginning of a new year, a so lot. it's like it's it it, bl- it blurs when the event actually takes place. Mm-hmm. Um signing my magfest checks with the prior year mm-hmm. uh but um so so they were banned this year for 2020 and they announced that they were going to come back for 2021 and their justification for why it was only a one-year ban instead of a lifetime ban was because it was and i'm paraphrasing here but because it was only a physical assault yes. and it was not quote sexual, sexual in nature in nature nor um, otherwise of a severity that warranted a lifetime ban a lifetime ban is their quote which i mean sucks oh, I mean, yes. it's shitty is is that is the worst is the worst thing you could possibly say about this like it shows what you care about um or what you what you measure as the uh, uh appropriate um uh you know actions in your community at a public event but i mean like i was straight up like i i see no reason for myself to participate in magfest if that's the way magfest views yes uh yeah assault and abuse yes uh at its event um and and i don't know if i saw other people saying that like i i think people have had frustrations and difficulties with magfest across the board i know um a little bit more i know they they uh apparently there were some people some volunteers uh, at one point that were helping build some sort of spreadsheet some sort of like contact spreadsheet or something like that they were helping like with like pr and communications for magfest and then at some point like after doing years of this voluntary work they were asking to be paid Mm -hmm. and magfest like refused to pay them um like kick them out from volunteering anymore in this in this you know communication capacity and then they tried to get access to the spreadsheet that this these two people had built and because the two people denied the other magfest organizers access to the spreadsheet they both received they well they both received lifetime bans oh my god so like don't give someone access to a spreadsheet lifetime ban physically assault someone at an event one year ban what the fuck dude Jeez. um and it's terrible it's terrible and then and like and 
you know, I have my frustrations with MAGFest. Nelson, I'm sure you do too. But like a lot of my frustrations with MAGFest also draw from, um, uh, you know, the small time creators in the local community, especially when people like to pit it as a a MAGFest versus like to pit it as a MAGFest versus uh, like PAX Mm -hmm. thing or versus bigger organizations because because MAGFest is still seen as this like you know need darling like, type thing yeah we it, like punk rock yeah. right it's like it's it's a little ramshackle but that's what gives it its you know genuineness and it's you know it's 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 quaintness mm-hmm. um, Macfest is a zine and pax is egm right, right exactly um and it, it frustrates me it's like you know there could be things good about the way magfest operates and there oh, could 100%. be uh bad things about the way pax operates but like and this is by no means like the like I, I think, I mean, PAX fucks up. Mm-hmm. PAX fucks up a lot. I think they're not as good as at providing safety as they think they are, but I think they're doing a much better job than MAGFest has. Um, or like when Colin Moriarty's panel got accepted mm-hmm. uh, to PAX West, I think it was PAX West like a year or two ago, yeah. and there was that huge public outrage. They uninvited him, which I think was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm... And, and obviously that's not the, the perfect response. Like they should have done their homework at first and probably shouldn't let this guy that runs like an alt-right gaming community like get the idea in his head that you know pax thinks what he does is okay yeah which is Um, always what that ends up being like mm -hmm. regardless of whether or not you want it to if you allow somebody on your platform you are co-signing them at least in their mind right which is why deplatforming is becoming important yeah it's why like you know Graham Linehan getting banned from Twitter mm-hmm. is important. It's why Dr. Disrespect getting banned from Twitch mm-hmm. is important mm-hmm. because it shows that your decisions have consequences. Yes. And I think the, the the real problem is that it took so long. So now people are like, have this idea in their heads of, well, this behavior used to be okay in the past. And why is it a problem now? Like are you just becoming one of these like, you know, left wing, you know, alt left, like nut jobs. You just letting them control you and, you know, just, spirals into conspiracy theory mm-hmm. but like i think the fact that twitch isn't communicating why they banned dr disrespect right. at least i don't think they have yet they still uh, have only rumors yeah right is it makes it it makes it way worse like it makes it worse that like again because we 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 give the power up we give the judiciary power up to corporations they can be they can bungle it so so terribly with like communication as to why they can be they can uh be inconsistent with their punitive measures and their deplatforming and it's uh, it's bad but yeah like i mean the magfest stuff i see no reason to continue to participate in magfest until i agree a they ban this person b they put out a lengthy apology or some sort of restitution in the form of like charitable donation or something mm-hmm. um which you know gets into the sticky subject of like they're a nonprofit, so like what money do they have yeah you know like of course they have money but it's like you know money always becomes a a, a weird subject with nonprofit organizations like that i think also this um this safe organization which is their internal committee to um to look at accusations and stuff like that i think i think there's a pretty good uh cause to say that that should be 
not dismantled, but the people on that should be replaced. Right. Or, well, also, or they should be public with like, hey, this is what we are. This is how we do things. Or they should have an external firm or something. They should have in. an external it's a lot firm. Of these, it's a lot of these discussions firm. with like H- HR firms mm-hmm. like or the HR uh, 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 departments. Mm-hmm. It's like HR in a lar- large organization work uh, lives to serve the organization. The, the organization, the people in power. And so like a lot of a lot of reports uh, like the joke for Cards Against Humanity is that they didn't have an HR department. It was just like a stupid running joke they had. Um, but for like Ubisoft, like where a tons of allegations and accusations have come out, like HR department like failed all those people. Mm-hmm. Um, if if they were doing the thing that HR departments are reportedly supposed to do, mm-hmm. and not the thing that they actually do, which is protect uh, and defend the 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 power holders and the company stakeholders yeah um but like becca saltzman came out and was like this is why we have an external hr firm mm-hmm. yeah which is amazing like, i can't be the person of power in this organization and also the person like handling like issues with the people in power mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. it's like you you walking up to someone and being like you robbed from me i'm going to take you to court and then you get into the courtroom and that person that robbed you is the judge right exactly it's mm-hmm. like that's not that's not how that should Nothing's going to happen from it. Yeah. Like then, then you're just requiring you're you're uh, you're you're depending on that person's altruism mm-hmm. and benevolence and getting any sort of restorative justice, which is in a lot of ways what we're requiring on these people to put out apologies. Like we're requiring someone to have enough uh, introspection mm-hmm. to, to be mature to, enough in their in their emotional you know right. development. And which we did not see with Max because in that in that medium post that Anita put out, um, when when all this started coming up again a month or so ago, she reached out to Max and she was just like, "I need to get a straight answer on this. I don't feel comfortable with our relationship. I need to know, I I, I like I need to know what what has since changed, mm-hmm. uh, when all of this happened." And and Max responded to her with like. Oh yeah, I'd like we should we should have a we should have a discussion. We should sit down and talk. And then he blocked her on Twitter. <laughs> Great, because that's the level that's the level of emotional maturity you can expect. Wow, from Max Demkin. <sighs> cool. Um, yeah, Alex. I know we, you haven't spoken much, and I know like I think this stuff kind of hit kind of close to home for you when all of these people in the Smash community came out, and also Evo. Like, right, oh, yeah, Evo, Evo straight canceled, which just self destructed. Probably the right uh, way to do admittedly, that. Admittedly, I haven't even had time to kind of investigate the Evo situation just because I'm I'm so I'm trying to follow the Smash situation as best I can, and it's it's just terrible. There's new things every day. There's mm-hmm. it. It's a list that has only grown. Uh, okay, so I guess I'm going to get into this. Uh, <laughs> in middle of early last week. Smasher uh, Puppe, spelled P-U-P-P-E-H, mm-hmm. uh, released a tweet that disclosed the fact that while he was 14, um, Smash community member uh, Sinpai, uh, spelled C-I-N-N, like Cinnamon Pie, mm-hmm. um, they had a sexual relationship while he was 14 and she was 24. Mm. Um, God. Yeah, uh, and this was, I believe, sometime in 2016, someone accused her of this, and they both denied it, 
but he came out and admitted like, yes, it was all true. Um, and that was essentially the floodgate opening for a massive Me Too movement in the Smash community. And, and now, about a week later, we're looking at... I'm just sort of glancing at the list again right now, but mm-hmm. about 50 different yeah. players, casters, uh, YouTubers, faces of this community, as, as well as even just smaller minor league pro players getting uh, ousted on Twitter as, mm-hmm. as grooming, uh, sexual assault, pedophilia, uh, unwanted sexual messages, uh, racism. Everyone's just getting like, you know, this person did this, this person did this. It's, it's, it's everywhere. Um, just even some names that even if you aren't like that big into the Smash community. And I mean, like the Senpai was already a pretty big face. She was a Nintendo recognized mm-hmm. caster. She, she was, she was pretty big. Uh, Zero who's probably one of the most well-known for both YouTube casting and pro play in the Smash 4 scene. Mm -hmm. Uh, Had a very interesting arc uh, where they... He was accused... He put out... Not to... I'm not a detective or a journalist, (laughs) but he put out what seemed like a very prepared statement Mm -hmm. of just like... This couldn't happen because, like, here's a picture of my receipt from that day, and like, and like, like, seemed very quick and very, like, immediately, and and uh, uh, his accusers doubled down, and today released a tweet that says, like, okay, yeah, it happened, like, uh, <sighs> West Balls, just sort of going down the list and like naming some of the bigger ones. Not, not, not. I, sh- I don't know if I should do that because I don't want to discredit any of the, like the smaller uh, players and say like those, inst- like those, those instances for the victims definitely weren't any worse, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and, I, and I think people yeah. can can you know they, they, do the legwork to to find find these. Yeah, you're right. It's not hard to find. Like um, you, you sent us a link for like r slash Smash Brothers, so like obviously it's yeah, it's it, it's, it it's is, being talked about. It is the Smash subreddit right now, and like the 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 wake of of like DLC being dropped for smash ultimate. Suddenly that just like didn't matter anymore. Um, this, this is, this is what's happening right now. Uh, yeah. So I've, I've been trying to keep up with it. It's kind of impossible. (laughs) Yeah. Just both from a legwork standpoint and a mental health standpoint. But, um, yeah. I, and I understand that the the FGC in general is going through very similar situations, so it's uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I haven't been I've been taught I haven't been keeping closely with the Evo stuff. I know it's like one of their co creators or co runners, co founders of Evo was outed for doing some gross stuff, mm. and then I don't know if they removed him or not. Do you know the specifics, Nelson? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm so wait I, I, of Evo. Sorry, I was looking at a different. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they removed him. Um, I just had the thread up. Um, they have canceled Evo 2020. It was a little bit after as <clears throat> that happened as companies were pulling their games. Capcom pulled their games. Bandai Namco pulled right. their games. Um, right. which like so that in response to th- these allegations. Yeah. Okay. So like mm-hmm. okay, Street Fighter. <laughs> 
and um, right. oh, Mortal Kombat was the other like I think right. like Nether Realm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. early pulled out. So like whatever was, was going to be your your number one game right. this year gone. Um, so they right. so they removed him from the um, from the board and they replaced him as CEO. Oh, so he was CEO. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. I just and, I I, I just want to say that. I mean, the Smash community has always been, I guess, to me, it seemed really, really welcoming. And there was a diversity to it that you didn't see in other communities, I guess, just because sure. Smash is such an open player, uh, open game to younger players. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you would see the, the fact that this was the kind of game that allowed for a player like Puppe at 14 to reach top eight and and stand on that same stage as, as adults is is part of what made it so special and i i'm hurt yeah that people in this community would think to ruin that yeah and and it's just and i think it i think it speaks to the lack of systems the lack of yes. like uh well, protections the, it speaks to the fact that systems are are built to be used how they're being used there need to be sure, better but I mean, systems like, but yeah, but like the a lot of these communities were ad hoc, right? Sure. Like the FGC like started as like local competitive play mm-hmm. scenes, right? They kind of like built they 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 came together and they built something over time, True. right? And like the, there's you know having only uh, only your shortly locals worked, or whatever, right? Like having only shortly worked in like small communities, like you, you know. With, once you you introduce two people into a room, you're gonna have three opinions, mm-hmm. right? Like, and it's it's hard enough. And I think like, and I've I've read stories and seen people tweet about like how FGC has been, you know, more so than other aspects, other spheres in gaming has been open to like the black community, right? Like there are a lot of a lot of uh, black uh, players mm-hmm. and performers and casters that feel much more welcome in the FGC mm-hmm. as opposed to to other places. Um, but like, just because you have that diversity doesn't mean you have those protections, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, and it, uh, yeah, I, I think like it's it's once you want to give something like any sort of like official seal or you want to build it into something that might have like staying power mm-hmm. and whatnot, like yeah. I think it, I think it becomes it becomes a harder challenge, yeah. Because like depending on who you have in the room, you know, some people might not be like. If you all come into the room and you're like, I like, uh, we are really good at playing this fighting game. What is human resources? <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. What is even? What is even? What is even a way you 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 build that? What is a what is a code of conduct look like? What is what is any of this mean? And I think I, and I think that stretches out beyond these communities. Mm. I, I feel like so many of them want to keep running them like like clubhouses like forts in the yeah. woods you know like it's Which, with, if, with if you want to do that like then you then you get you get 15 people max right yeah and they all have to be of consenting age like <laughs> yeah right like you you can't it's, and again it's because these things are so public that people can can learn about the abuse that happens and if they were in these like small clubhouse like local scenes like it would be easily slept on un, uh, swept under the rug Mm-hmm. And it, uh, you know, we never talked about it. Like I, I was following it for a bit, but like Natalie Lawhead, like after they came out with their with their, 
you know, accusations against Alexis Kennedy and all, and you know, kind of broke that wave of allegations last fall. Like they went on to have this, uh, you know, be very out and saying that like my my story of abuse was not handled properly by uh, the press. Yeah, right. And they were very out there showing, talking about how like uh, Cecilia Anastasio, Anastasio was uh, um, uh, used to be at Kotaku. Uh, they're now at uh, Wired. Um, handled Natalie's like investigation and reporting and all that stuff very uh, poorly, and how they they published uh, details of Natalie's sexual assault that Natalie did not want published and asked specifically and when pressed for it. Uh, there's just a lot of back and forth. Like at some point, Cecilia said, oh, I need to get the details simply for um, for Kotaku's lawyer, uh, which is a thing. Like a lot of like these kind of like uh, investigative pieces, like you do have to clear through like a, you know, your legal team um, from what I've heard. But it seems like that wasn't really handled very kosherly and wasn't done in a way that made Natalie feel comfortable. Right. And Natalie walked away from that experience distrustful of of Games Press. Yeah. Um, which is terrible. But I think also I I think you can't deny that at some point Cecilia and then um, by association, uh, uh, Kotaku's editor in chief. Oh God, I'm blanking on Titillo. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it's St- Stephen Tatillo was also involved in those talks, and so there's some responsibility, you know, on his there's hands. Some responsibility. Yeah, there's some responsibility between both of those parties, mm-hmm. and like even if what they saw was done uh, properly, and then even after the fact, after runtime, after publishing time, Natalie asked that some things be removed and redacted. They refused at first, um, and I just think. I think, and I think Kotaku as a publication like tries really mm-hmm. hard to have those kinds of stories. I agree. Um, and it's not just trying to be enthusiast press, but uh, that doesn't mean they're not uh, incapable of messing up. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of I think there are a lot of uh, publications and institutions that are trying to be more than just oh we're just enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. And so much of like the pre-existing uh, apparatus of games is trying so hard to prevent that from yeah. pre- prevent that growth. Even like when you see Neil Druckmann out here fucking like uh, shitting on journalists and critics of his, of his game, a game last of us part two to be clarify has a queer protagonist, mm-hmm. which is like, so obviously like, Neil and co are trying to do something right but also have had their own reports of like overwork and and terrible work conditions Mm -hmm. and and all this stuff and like a former naughty dog employee uh um like once was talking to Megan Farokamesh uh when she worked at Polygon and asked her like who she was fucking or something like that so like they're, they're just the shit's everywhere yeah. right like the shit stinks and it's it's everywhere and like the least you could do is point it out and even if you can't even do that the bare minimum you can do is not give people who are willing to put their life and or career on the line to point it out stop giving them so much goddamn shit mm-hmm. Agreed. like mm. your your game can be a game focusing and highlighting um a queer protagonist 
and also being falling short and you can also have a shitty you your 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 creative director can still be out here saying shitty things mm-hmm. um or like uh legitimizing people like colin moriarty yeah. where he like responded to a tweet of his and was like hey thanks for the great you know uh, yeah. uh response it's like again yeah. like we are we are learning nothing there is no institutionalized knowledge we are learning nothing mm-hmm. nick robinson is still going to gdc and he still has mm-hmm. a fucking youtube channel of like multiple millions of viewers like you know matt Kahn is still out here fucking like making games and like being friends with sweary and getting his seal of approval mm-hmm. so like the shit's everywhere the shit stinks it hits everyone and like Nelson said, like you need to go out there and you need to educate yourself yeah. and you need to try really fucking hard to learn who the bad people are, who the bad actors are in this industry, who is legitimizing the bad actors in mm-hmm. this industry, and you need to stop supporting them. Yeah. Well said. And you just, yeah, you just need to fucking like, you need to cut it out. Yeah. All right. And you need to like, you need to define where your line in the sand mm-hmm. is and not, and not make it weak as shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. If someone puts yep. out a weak apology for like being uh, friends with Max Temkin too long, you're allowed to draw your line in sand and say that was a bullshit apology. That wasn't enough. You should have stopped in 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you need to be okay with that, and you need to be. Uh, you should need to do better. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, need, like, the, better. It, it legitimately is. Don't be sorry. Be better. Like that's not that phrase is not a joke. It is. I don't care about your apology. I want you to never do this again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. So the Ubisoft stream should be really cool, given the <sighs> they had to <sighs> they, they they ousted the creative director for Valhalla. They're like premier Assassin's Creed game that's coming out. You think it's getting canceled? No. Okay, I didn't no. think so. I don't think the I game's mean, good. Oh, if a trailer's out, I think it's too far along. Yeah, like yeah. I don't think I think one person, even if he was at the top, one shitty guy, uh, that's not enough to cancel the work of all of these other people that work tirelessly and really hard Very across true. however many yeah. studios. Like I think about that a lot with like Alec Holoka's work for Night in the Woods. Mm-hmm. And when Scott right. put out his 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 medium post about Alec and being like I think one of the questions in there was like, or maybe it was somewhere else, but I, I can't remember. One of the questions is like, are you going to remove his name from, from the game? And he said, no, it's his game as much as it is mine. Like he, he, he put, he put the work into this game. I feel very strongly about that. Like I'm at the very least, like he, he put effort into it and, uh, and and again, you can draw your own line in the sand of like if you think that's an appropriate response or not. Um, I think that's I think that's an okay response. I think I think you know in a lot of ways. And Alec and Scott had this conversation that Scott talked about. It's like in a lot of ways that game was Scott and Bethany's game and mm. not really Alec's game. Like Alec came in and he did the programming and did the music, but most of the you know the narrative work and and, and the tone of that game were Scott and Bethany's. Um, yeah. So again, you can draw your line in the sand there uh but yeah i don't think i think it would be really shitty on the part of all the people that put really hard uh, a lot of work into assassin's creed valhalla yeah. if they just cancel the game i wouldn't see that happen i don't think they will um, it, i i think it would be easier if he was if he was a smaller uh role in the game so like an example being i mean we, we didn't even talk about chris avalon who also was accused of doing terribly shitty stuff um like he was the 
like either lead writer or creative director or something for Dying Light 2. Um, so Techland had to come out and say they were cutting ties. He was he did a, some quest design work for that indie RPG uh, Waylanders that was kickstarted that Emily Grace Buck uh, is like narrative designer on. And she had to come out and being like, Chris did some early narrative work and quest design stuff for us early in the game's development. None of that stuff made it to production. And I'm going to do another you know i'm going to look over again all the stuff that he might have touched right. um and i think maybe one or two other projects had to come out and and say something uh about it but i mean yeah i mean it's easier to do when uh your work is uh is a small contribution to the overall product mm-hmm. or is a collaborative effort like if you if if a programmer came uh, was found out to have you know abuse allegations against them removing them would removing their work wouldn't really be a possible thing because their work would have been retooled and redone and touched by so many other hands especially in a larger game Got it. um that makes sense it's like but you look at you look at games like like uh the last night which was that very pretty uh pixel indie game 3d voxel looking mm-hmm. thing that raw fury is publishing and then he came out and said some or it was, there were receipts of him saying terrible alt-right stuff in the past and like that game is now in like legal limbo mm-hmm. and it's like it's never going to see the light of day again yeah. um and so like that's 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 the justice at least on on that person's creation never never getting being fulfilled mm-hmm. Oof. all right well <laughs> Is there uh, is there anything we want to touch on on this very difficult subject? There there are so many like it, it's I like Alex talked about it for the fight for the smash stuff. Like we can't itemize everything. No. Like I think which is I, fucking I, I, awful. Right. Like there are two. Like the the streamers alone. I think there was like something on the count of like seventy Twitch streamers mm-hmm. that were outed. And again, this runs the game from like emotional abuse, sexual abuse, sexual assault, grooming, like grooming specifically, yeah. where they, you know, they take underage people and they like, you know, prepare them sexually in a way. Uh, and it's, it's, it's terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. And I don't think, and this is definitely not the end of it. No. This is nowhere near the end of it. There's um, a shit ton of it in the, in the wrestling industry too. Like people are right. straight heard, up getting yeah. removed from any, any contracts that they might have had. Right. Which good, uh, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I, as hard as this is, this is healing. It's needed. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's necessary. Like it would have been worse if these people were allowed to continue doing the things that they do. Right. And walking around this industry. But still, there are people that are still doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are people that should have been ousted a long time ago. People that have been, like I said, Nick Robinson, still a GDC. Mm-hmm. Like dude lives in San Francisco to dude just walks up into Yerba Buena sometimes and like i don't know what it's going to take yeah. to to get some of these people out of the industry and it should it should just be enough to for them to be outed but again we don't in a lot of ways we don't have the the framework or the the levers in place to to do something about it and i and as good as it may be that some of these institutions and organizations are trying to do something they could always be doing more and they could do be doing preventative things uh, as difficult as that may seem, they could try to prevent a lot of this stuff from happening. Right. Yeah. And having a lot of, uh, 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 you know, one and done policies. If uh, I'm forgetting the, the term that's usually used. Uh, but zero. Like, 
zero zero tolerance policies yeah um i mean like i don't not that i have any kind of platform but i like will entirely devote myself to to building a like safe surrounding around me so if there's anybody listening who like hey says like hey if you wanted to create like a safer community around you for the people that want to engage with you here are the things that you can do let me know i will do my own research but like if there's something that ever comes up that's like hey i didn't think that was cool let me know and i will and i will make the effort to undo or fix or learn and and be better I, i mean like my my ramblings have been in a in a publicly accessible format mm-hmm. for five years. Mm-hmm. I think you've been saying this is bullshit for for uh, quite a few years, and I've tried to. <laughs> yeah. And like, I think the reality is like there have been people that have been a part of the show in the past, mm-hmm. uh, and it's long past that you know when I've brought up things, maybe not on the on the scale of sexual assault, but on the scale of like here are women in the industry that are being ignored. Um, and here is a very, uh, blatant, obvious paper trail, uh, that you can follow to see that this person has, their voice has been stifled. They have been ignored. They have been, they have been overlooked and having people that have been on the show be like, I don't think that's the case. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it, but wait, what? So right yeah. here, it's, right. it's like clear as day. And like, again, complicity, complicity, complacency, mm-hmm. Compl- mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. complacency, complacency. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, complacency is when you don't do anything. Complacency, right? Complacency is not the. C- c- yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a wordsmith. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you are then complicit, mm-hmm. and that, and that, and that's a domino effect, right? Mm-hmm. Like being complicit in someone being, you know, hurt or overlooked, that can then lead into someone's abuse not being reported, right? Because, like, hey, I spoke up about simply my voice being stifled. I, I spoke up about being institutionalized because i was a person of color mm-hmm. in a dominantly white writing room mm-hmm. why would i then try to say anything about a possible assault right yeah right. so yeah believe victims one million percent yep fuck <laughs> so yeah um is there anything else no okay um I did want to. I mean, I think this topic is is it's important. It just, deserves to be. It's, it's just as important, if not more important than. No, it's definitely more important. It's more important than than not E3. talking about video game announcements, right? Yeah. Right. And there are plenty of of video game announcements still to discuss that we will we will talk about at a later date. Um, might hold off for a next recording until after Ubisoft and uh, a couple other folks have. Is there what's what else is coming up? Good question. Let's find out. Let's find out at your favorite site and mine, e3recap.com. Let's see. E3recap. 2020.e3recap.com. All right. So, summer conference schedule. What's today's date? Uh, Today's the 4th. Happy 4th. Happy 4th. Okay. So, next we have the Nason Connect or Nacon Connect, um, July 7th, 1 p.m. Eastern. Um, limited run games is July 8th at 3 p.m. Eastern. Devolver. Oh, fuck. Dr- <laughs> There's going to be a Devolver Direct this year. God Hell damn it. Yeah. Devolver Direct God July 11th. I think they already showed footage of the speaker wearing a mask. So. 
great. It's going to be great. Great. She was in the PS5 highlight reel. I don't know if you saw that. I she was just missed like, it. She, in a normal blazer and in, in, in. I completely in missed slacks. it. Just not not covered in blood. No, um, absolutely not. Ubisoft Forward is July 12th at 3 p.m. Eastern. And then the Summer Games Fest developer showcase um, is starting, I guess. July. No, I guess that'd be the end of it. Um, July 20th yeah, at 11 I think, yeah. a.m. Eastern. What is, I could have sworn there's stuff happening in August. Am I crazy? No, you're August. not. August, I think there's at least Gamescom, which I think is doing a digital version this year. Right, yes. Um, which is August Jeff 25th Keeley's through the 29th. Return. Yeah, okay. Um, and then I think there's definitely a few other things, but I can't recall exactly. Oh, there's there. a Stadia Connect on the 14th. We're shutting it down. Oops. I, it's just it's just Phil Harrison's gonna be juggling for like an hour. Just like look at it, look at the ball. And then it's gonna look buffer the ball. and it's gonna be really embarrassing. <laughs> it man, we have never talked about we've never did you ever get that Stadia Pro no. thing? No. Oh uh, god. We need to I, I think we need we need to have like a decompression yes. on on Stadia. We really do. You you guys see uh <laughs> Uh, I follow a couple speedrunners on on Twitter, and a couple mm-hmm. of them are posting about like a bunch of speedrunning discords getting overrun by this one Stadia plant. Oh my god! It was just like, how do we get Stadia as a registered console on speedrunning dot com? <laughs> oh my god! The name of the user even had like Google in it. It was like, nice. what? What is this? That is amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, Google uh, Google Plus fan number one <laughs> yeah oh uh, uh gdc is also in august august 4th whatever that's gonna yeah, be I, I have a i have a subscription to that yeah. they emailed me and they're like hey huh? do you want a refund do you want a ticket for next year's gdc plus gdc summer i'm like just give me the just give me the thing for next year mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Give me GC. here you go gdc summer hell cool. yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna watch any of these <laughs> um and my email's broken <laughs> <laughs> my my ward games email is broken right now it's like apparently the inbox is full but no matter how many emails i delete it won't so i gotta i gotta go fix that sounds fun yeah um people don't delete emails after you read them i archive them you uh. want to see my current uh on my gmail uh app the current the current count you want to hear nah. you want you want to guess give me a guess 1800 somewhere in the three thousands and all right, three thousand for Alex and Elsie. You said eighteen hundred. You know what? Three thousand and one. Prices right. Damn oh shit! Oh <laughs> shit! No, I'm shit. sticking with eighteen hundred. All right. The current count on my Gmail app is nine thousand four hundred and thirty-one. You? Uh, how do people do that? I just. It's just hoarding emails. Yeah, you just you get a notification. You look at your phone. You're like, oh, okay, that's what that notification says, and then mm-hmm. you ig- ignore that email. I right. I check my emails immediately and every day, and when I'm you done with them, boomer. I delete them. I you goddamn boomer! I have 26 emails in my inbox right now. All of them. Look read. at you, <laughs> so yeah. close to inbox zero. <laughs> inbox. Zero. I used to care. I used to care, but I just so, I, if I've read it, then it's fine. Some it's of them fine I, just staying there. Yeah, some of them I keep, like my. My PAX uh, East souvenir of like mm-hmm. that Overwatch photo booth thing. Uh, That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. 
well uh we'll be back uh at some point in the future to discuss about do another quarantine catch up hell yeah uh the qq mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) wait how does how is ketchup spelled with a q uh q a q u a it's the it's the quarantine quetch up (laughs) i hate it (laughs) the quarantine quetch up i hate it yeah, uh, that's the that's the name now. All right, um, great. D- uh, Dylan and I will get to talk about Hitman at some point. Oh, some hell point. yeah, you gotta get and through all these announcements. Yeah. Is it Hitman One and Two, or just Hitman One? Um, Both. if you yeah, so okay. you can get you can get two. I think two is like tw- thirty bucks on and Steam it has right now. One in it, right? So you have to get a pass. There's a DLC pass that has all the one maps in it, and that's okay. like ten bucks. You can get okay. like the Super Ultimate Gold Edition. It's got everything okay i'll make sure that's installed right again i got hitman one and two on both ps4 and pc for less than the price of a full purchase than a 60 dollar purchase of one of those games right because then they add it on to did they add on to plus yeah Yeah, they had one they had one on plus and then by the Uh, time i beat one two was on sale for 20 bucks so i just bought that and that's perfect for the the steam sale i just rebought it all Nice. So like yeah. the ultimate gold edition for another 30 bucks so yeah. like that. So i'm gonna go replay dmc5 on my pc now oh yeah good luck I will. um but until but before that nelson hi where can people find you uh you can find me on the internet um if you just go to witted witted.co that's w-h-i-t-t-i dot c-o <laughs> Wait, how i forgot how to Mm-hmm, sure did um if you go to uh witted.co that'll give you links to everything but you can find me at Whitico on Twitter, Twitch. I'm not doing anything there. I don't know why I said that. ArtStation, Dribble. Um, you can also <clears throat> find me on the Video Game Book Club at VideoGameBook.club. What's uh, what's what's the latest on the Video Game Club? We're going to record our Final Fantasy VII, not remake. Mm. Fuck that game. Mm. Uh, Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> um, episode soon and then the next game after that is vampire the masquerade bloodlines right which you yeah. which you moved up which we moved up and then i made my vampire and i was like yeah nice yeah, yeah. noise A- alex mm-hmm. where can people find you uh anywhere that you see the username g-h-o-d-a-n except on twitter there's an underscore at the end of it uh that's probably me uh also if you see it also me uh that's uh that's, that's that's too close to doxing for comfort for me alex i'm just gonna <laughs> say that right now just just bleep <laughs> it out when we get to it i well so just onlyfans.com slash gho <laughs> what, <laughs> what can people do with a find uh, you they can backtrace your address they can ask the internet oh, police wait. really yeah hmm okay yeah right, maybe we bleep that out uh <laughs> We're, we're okay. gonna we're gonna say Alex made a mistake. Um, <laughs> happened before, will happen again. But <laughs> no yeah, doubts. yeah, you can find me on the internet, Brad. Yeah, um, for sure. You can find you can find me on Twitter at Dylan Vento. And if you like this podcast, you want to listen to any of our other podcasts, you can find them at word-games.com or on Twitter at Word Video Games or wherever podcasts are sold. Just search. Wardcast. That's W A R D C A S T. Guys, this might be our longest episode to date, and we got like halfway through the fake E three announcements. So we made it halfway so- through. Sorry for people that like short podcasts, but this ain't one of them. No, nope. <laughs> we have a lot to say, and you're going to hear all of it. 
Yeah. So thank you for sticking it's, with us till the end. And uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs>